missed our cue. <laughs> <laughs> like right before the beers, you said, we are professionals. <laughs> might have to go into the final edit. Welcome to Movie Boners, everyone. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year, as by the time you were hearing this. Uh, we're recording a couple days before New Year's Eve, but this definitely comes out of the new year. And we're excited to wrap up 2023 yep. and move on to bigger and better things in 2024. Um, so to start, what beer are you drinking today? Well, it's kind of hard to find a, a beer that fits like a draft episode, right? Because there's all beers are drafts. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, we are capping off. The previous draft so i figured for the announcement of the winner this was the closest i could come to so a little taste of home uh i'm going with some modell brewery with drum roll oh, it's so drum good. roll i Dude, like it's it it's so good oh. yeah it's a classic <laughs> yeah that works really well i think you did a good job uh i on the other hand went with a more vengeful and Whoa. violent, violent beer. Uh, <laughs> mine is from the West Colfax uh, or the Col Westfax Brewing Company. They're on West Colfax in Lakewood, Colorado, and it's called Tears of Our Enemies, and it's a Scottish <laughs> ale, and it's fucking sick. Uh, Scottish ale makes are me want to. What makes me want to put a kilt on and just you know, blue paint all over my face? It's pretty awesome. It tastes good too. Very good. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going with for All today. Right. All right, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, and then other business. By the time this comes out, we will have finished our drawing. So some lucky winner out there. I hope you enjoy your free movie tickets. If you're interested in other giveaways potentially in the future and just new information, want to give us feedback on stuff. We're always throwing out ideas on Instagram in our stories and polls and Q&As and things like that. So definitely get involved on Instagram um, and then also YouTube as well, trying to get that more involved. Uh, so we appreciate that for sure. Mm -hmm. And then it's weird to not check in on the movie draft first thing. We'll wait to go over last year's movie draft, do a little summary wrap up and of course crown a winner. Yep. Um, yep. You may recall. I am the win reigning, defending champion of the world. And uh, this belt right here is up for grabs. And then uh, we'll do the movie draft for next year, basically going through the most anticipated movies of next year, why we're excited about them, that kind of thing, while also drafting them onto our movie teams. Mm -hmm. So that is on deck for today. But as far as new things, I have been watching a lot of new things over really? the holiday break. Yes, Hell movies, yeah. movies in particular, because I watch way too many series and I need to get caught up on 2023 movies before we do the Movie Boners Awards, which is another reason you should go to Instagram, because we're going to do a bunch of things for the Movie Boners Awards uh, in March. So, yes. So I'm catching up mostly on 2023 movies, but then there's some other bullshit in there as well. <laughs> I finally watched Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning cool. Part 1. Cool. Cool. And uh, not a spoiler, but it was wild to me that the opening credits don't happen until 28 minutes into yeah. the movie. 
I was like, how long have we been in this? It's pretty fun. It's a fun movie for sure. Uh, I think that it's, it's, it's weird. All of the, or several of the Mission Impossible movies are kind of guilty of generally pointless MacGuffins and like mm -hmm. the stakes don't really matter. You don't really know what they're after and all that stuff. This movie was definitely the most poignant and fully <laughs> fleshed out like yeah. motivation and villain and danger. Uh, very timely and appropriate, I thought. Um, and I thought it was good. I thought it had everything that I would want in a Mission Impossible movie pretty much. Um, I, yeah, I think ob obviously the release date hurt them coming out a week before Barbenheimer. But uh, I'm excited for part two. I think it'll be good. And I think a lot of people avoided it when they learned it was a part one because they're like, I don't really want a cliffhanger ending. I don't really right. want to feel like uh, I'm stuck waiting. Uh, I don't think that it did that. I think that it was pretty much a complete mission. And then it was kind of like on to the next one kind of thing at mm -hmm. the end. So I think it's worth seeing. Definitely. For sure. 100%. I agree fully. <laughs> <laughs> And then I saw Saw X. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's definitely good, though I do feel it was a little more, it was more predictable than past entries in the franchise, but it was definitely nice to have it not suck. It's definitely okay. way better than the last couple, definitely better than Spiral. Um, so I'm looking forward to 11 after seeing X. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think it was a solid, solid entry, solid movie. It, it went quick. I don't know exactly what the runtime was, but it felt like it was over pretty quickly. Maybe it was just quick pacing. Uh, I'd have to look at that. Hmm. And then I saw Dumb Money. Oh, okay. Which is the movie about the wildest happenstance thing that happened in 2020 where people banded together to drive up a stock price for GameStop and uh, tried to crush the big... Um, what are they called? The big guys on Wall Street that are, they were shorting the stock and basically mm -hmm. betting on it to lose. And so the more that it won, the more they lost, the more money they lost. And it was like a big David versus Goliath thing. It was crazy. And I remember seeing it when it was happening and the memes were incredible. <laughs> I think the movie does a pretty good job. I, I think that it's a hard thing to tell the story of everything that's going on and all of the different people involved, especially when they're like anonymous Reddit users and stuff. Um, so I think it did a good job of explaining it. Uh, it's kind of like the next generation of um, the big short, basically. That's what it looked like to <laughs> me was like this wild, crazy thing really happened, but no one yeah. understands it. So we'll sell it in a way that people might actually understand what happened. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was good. And it definitely was an interesting phenomenon of getting a lot of people interested in investing and where their money's mm -hmm. going and buying assets instead of just throwing it away on stuff. So I think it was worthwhile. And I think it was done really well. All of the people in it were really good. So I recommend Dumb Money as well. Cool. Um, and then a movie that was recommended to us from the B Critics podcast, I finally watched Totally Killer. Oh, which I was still have to like, watch that. Yeah, it's a it's like a comedy horror movie in the same vein as like um, uh, the Happy Death Day or yeah. something like that. Uh, very much in that same vein. Cool. It was very fun. Uh, I think my wife Christy liked it a little more than I did. It was very very fun though. Um, definitely would rewatch for sure. And uh, there's there's some good jokes in it. There was a joke that was set up that 
doesn't come back until a little bit later. And I laughed really hard at it. So uh -huh. I, I'd like it. Uh, I think that was good. Uh, I have several more to go through. So I'm trying to go. Quick. <laughs> no, you're good. You're uh, good. It, it's weird. We're like on reverse roles right now. I know like I'm off my game for a while. Fuck. <laughs> I watched a random movie on Hulu call from 2018 called the clove hitch killer. And it has, uh, who's that guy? Hold on. Small break while I Google this. It has Dylan McDermott. Okay. Uh, who plays like a scoutmaster dad. Um, and basically his son starts to suspect that possibly his dad is a serial killer that terrorized their town and killed a bunch of people uh, like 10 years ago. Um, and it's, it was good. It was, um, didn't have as many twists and turns as I expected, pretty straightforward, but overall good and disturbing and not a fun movie by any means but well executed overall so right. if you like if you like that kind of stuff if you like like true crime podcasts and stuff i think you would like the clove hitch killer it was pretty good okay. cool cool uh and then another random movie that christy put on on amazon called at the end of eight turns out it has a 4.3 on imdb um which is appropriate, maybe a little generous. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't really know. We watched the trailer and it looked great. The premise is really good. The premise is that there's this game going around that people can get invited to. And uh, the if they can break into someone's house, they're basically assigned a house to break into. And if they can stay in that house undetected for eight hours, then they win a bunch of money. Huh. And you have to like pay to get in. And then it's like a lottery thing where you win everybody's donations okay. if you're the one that does it. And then there's like the, all this controversy, like people, when they get caught, the cops get called on them or they try to fight their way out so they don't get arrested. And somebody, some people have died. And so it's pretty intense. And it follows these three people that break into this house, but the house they break into has some sketchy stuff going on is that they're not really sure uh, if they're safe there or not. So the concept is great. Um, execution wise, it is definitely low budget, um, not like a paranormal activity, low budget where it's like really, really good low budget. It's like in that awkward place where it's professional enough that you expect more. If it was like at a first time filmmakers film fest, you would probably give it more forgiveness, but it was professional enough that I was like, no, that's the bad choice. That's bad, <laughs> bad stuff going on. Like there's a point when the two bad guys start fighting each other for no real reason. And I was like, why is this happening? And why is it taking so long? And then I realized, oh, it's so that one of the protagonists can actually just escape. Like, it's just for a plot reason. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So it was frustrating. I do not recommend at the end of eight, if, uh, if you happen okay. to run across it. Okay. <laughs> and then more mainstream, we watched the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Okay. Um, which I didn't finish because it was also... Uh, not very good. Uh, Christy was more interested in, in, in it than me, and then she lost interest in it. And so I tried to make it to the end, but couldn't really. Okay. Um, it, it makes you want to watch the original series again, is really all it does. Because it's like, this is like that thing that's good that I like, <laughs> but, but it's not, not. <laughs> it's not that thing at all. Uh, okay. And the main, the main complaint I've heard is pretty valid, which is that 
you get through the actual Hunger Games portion of the movie, and then you still have like 45 minutes of movie left, and it just kind of drags the last oh, half okay. to, uh, to a third of, of the movie. And it didn't do enough of what I thought was the most important thing a prequel should do, which is make me understand why Snow, who's one of the young people in the movie, ends up being a super evil president guy. Um, he's super nice when he's young. And so you don't really, and I was getting so late into the movie and I was like, they're not going to do it. It's going to try too hard to like flip his character and moral code and stuff okay. at the very end. And it's just going to be frustrating. So I don't want to watch any more of this. <laughs> so I didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. Um, uh, three more. I've watched Dream Scenario. Yeah. From, uh, did you like it? Which I did really cool. like it. And it's such an original concept. Uh, I I didn't really know much about it going into it. I just knew Nicolas Cage looked amazing in it. And he is. He's phenomenal in it. But the concept is amazing where he just randomly starts showing up in everybody's dreams. Like, Everybody around him, everybody on Earth, people online are texting him. He randomly walks into their dreams uh, as a character. And it's so random and interesting. I really did like it. I do think that it kind of... I started losing my empathy for him as a character at, at kind of the middle point the, of the, the movie. The further the movie goes. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of got less invested in like how what happens to him or how bad it gets for him or whatnot. I kind of feel they did that on purpose. The way I, I took it was when he starts kind of like um, embracing the the fame side or the vanity yeah. side of it. I think as the audience, you're supposed to kind of like be like, oh, bud. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Let's see. Like, all right. <laughs> but I'm glad yeah, you like, I, I really like dream scenario. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I definitely really liked it. Um, and then the movie that I posted on Instagram that I went and saw in the theater, The Iron Claw, yeah, um, which I was hyped for, and it was fantastic. Uh, have you seen it yet? Not yet. I haven't had a chance okay. to make it there. Um, I loved this movie. It was. It's the best masterpiece about wrestling since Aronofsky's The Wrestler, obviously, and. Uh, it might it might help just my high from it might be partly influenced by the fact that I had possibly the best theater experience of my entire life Hell going yes. to see it. I went at 10 a.m. I went by myself. There was nobody else in the theater the entire time I was there. <laughs> I snuck in a couple of beers, uh, some coffee porters, and, and I just... I just was able to stretch out, like react freely, laugh out loud at stuff. And yes, I did even cry a little bit yeah. a couple of times at the end. Um, there's a couple of different things, but overall highly recommend. I, I didn't really know anything about the story of the family going into it, even though I am a wrestling fan and like the, the sport and history of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't heard too much about the Von Erics. So you don't have to, you know, learn everything you need to know. I think it did a really good job of telling the story it wanted to tell. So I highly recommend it. And Zach Efron, uh, no joke, might be my pick for best actor of the year. Holy He's shit. fantastic in it. <laughs> yeah. He was phenomenal. So 
uh, big recommend. It was it was very very good. All right. And then lastly, uh, you and I have talked a little bit about it already, but Rebel Moon Part yep. One, yep. A Child of Fire. Um, I I debated waiting until the R-rated director's cut released next year if I was going to see it because I was like, if they're already doing an R-rated director cut, it's always better than what he's made in the past. And so I was like, maybe I'll just wait for it. And then Zach said, well, it's a completely different movie, basically. It's a completely different <laughs> feel and universe and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, then I have to see the original, the right. theatrical or whatever to see how different it is. Um, and and I, I liked it. I definitely did like it. I thought that for a sci-fi fantasy movie with this much world building and lore and stuff, it would be so easy to end up with a movie like Jupiter Ascending, where it's just nonsense and muddled right. and weird. Uh, and it didn't do that. I thought that it did a much better job of establishing this new world and lore and everything. Uh, I thought it was awesome. And <laughs> so I think that I, I definitely have, uh, I'm a fact, Zack Snyder fan, obviously, but I, there are a lot of people I'm fans of that had movies come out this year that I didn't like. So I think I can <laughs> like take, I'm not just stuck in like, I have to like it kind of thing. And that's one of the most annoying things I think online with rebel moon mm -hmm. is everybody that's hating on it just because it's Zack Snyder. And there's this concept or feeling that everybody who likes his movies or enjoys it even just passingly as a cult member of his and can't think for themselves. And it's such a weird thing and fully disregards any actual feelings that you feel when you watch right. the movie as if those aren't a real feeling or something. I don't get it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I debated even texting you after I watched. So I watched rebel moon as well. Uh, yeah. This was one we're Zack Snyder fans. We're, we're pretty big advocates of the guy. I think mm -hmm. everyone that has ever talked to us about really any subject ever, somehow we bring it back to Zack's, which I can kind of see how like maybe people think we're part of some Zack Snyder cult. Um, yeah, we're not. We're just fans of his work, but I knew I couldn't resist Rebel Moon. So I was like, we're watching this. Um I I was like you where I was like, man, I had hoped when he signed his deals with Netflix, he was originally told, like, you make what you want, you have fun yeah. with it. And he got to do that with Army of the Dead, which was hilarious and so much fun. Awesome zombie, like take on zombies and heist movies. And then with Rebel Moon, when I heard that, yeah, there's gonna be an R-rated director's cut. Later mm -hmm. on, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is going to be another Justice League like fiasco. Great. Yeah. Kind of. And I kind of still feel that way a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed Rebel Moon. But like I told you, because I had to text you, I was like, nah, we're not waiting for the podcast. I'm going to ask. <laughs> I liked Rebel Moon a lot. I think the setup is really good. It's good knowing that this is just literally that the setup for everything that's yeah. about to come in part two. Um, but I definitely feel it's his weakest movie. Mm -hmm. and, and I, you and I talked about that. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. very cool. There was just some things in it that I was like, this just doesn't feel quite Snydery 
to me. This yeah. just feels a little off. Um, but what I'm hoping for is that when part two comes around, all the things that I felt were a little like, this just doesn't feel quite what I expect or whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully all of that is ironed out in the second one to make yeah. me appreciate the setup. And then of course, when the R rated completely different version comes out, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it is a cool sci-fi. It's nice to see some sci-fi. You can definitely tell that it was originally meant to be a, a star Wars kind of mm -hmm. universe. Um, but he has a better villain. No offense, Kylo Ren, but this guy's better. Um, <laughs> it is a really good villain. Absolutely. <laughs> and I like the style of all the weapons. I yeah. think the lightsabers are obviously the goat, but I do like the laser swords or plasma swords or whatever they are in this movie. And then the guns are way better though. The guns are the not guns like are generic cool. yeah. blasters. And, They're all really cool. And, and I like the idea of like, it's this kind of hidden in the off in the, this galaxy or whatever farming community that kind mm -hmm. of is like, all right, fuck you. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like I, that. So <laughs> the conspiracy theorist in me thinks that mainstream critics don't like it because it's very anti-communist. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it definitely is. The biggest complaint I've heard is that there's a ton of exposition and it's, I get that complaint, but it's not done like, Oh, I am this character is forced to tell this other character the whole plot just so that you can keep up kind of thing. It seemed more like, like that's generally telling their backstory and then you see flashbacks and all this stuff. It happens like three times. And I expect in the longer cut, it will be more showing what they did instead right. of telling you in a, in a summarized quicker portion, like, so you get the information, but we can move along faster kind of thing. Cause yeah. they're, they cut an hour out of this movie. Um, that's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's weird. It's definitely weird when Netflix and Zach are like, he gave us complete freedom. We gave him complete freedom. He can do whatever he want, but we also want a PG-13 version. So if you <laughs> right. can just have complete freedom to do both, uh, that would be great. Um, yeah, it, it was entertaining. Um, and then since we're recording this coming right out of holiday season, uh, mm -hmm. obviously I, I had to watch more holiday movies. So. Uh, I watched one that was just, and I'm going to quote you on this because you say this phrase several times uh, throughout the okay. course of our show. Uh, I watched a movie that was just delightful. Uh, <laughs> I texted you as soon as it ended when I watched it. Um, mm -hmm. I know it's a Christmas movie, but I almost say, fuck it, go watch it anyways. Family Switch with Ed Helms was so much fun uh they go mm. back to like the kind of comedy style of like the the body switch between kid and parent but now it's a whole family and the jokes are great it's not preachy it doesn't have any agenda it's got <laughs> nothing except we just made a weird cheesy family film that's actually just funny and jake i know mm -hmm. you are a diehard 13 going on 30 fan uh, hard, yes, there are a couple good references to 13 going on 30. They <laughs> it's just there's a lot of fun stuff in it that I think you would really, really appreciate and have fun. OK, uh, it was just I loved it. Absolutely loved it. 
Um, and then I, I finally got around. I know I'm way late to the party and all the, the craze, but I did finally get around to watching Barbie. Okay. Yep. Um, cause and? like you, I was like, well, I got to start getting caught up cause I know I've missed a ton and it's going to be yeah. kind of overwhelming when we get ready for the awards. Cause you and I probably have <laughs> way too many movies to try and get watched, but we will do yeah. our best. Uh, but yeah, right. so I popped Barbie in and was like, all right, let's, let's do this. Here we go. And I'm, I agree with what you had said about it, where you're like, it's entertaining. It's mm. kind of dumb. Like there's a <laughs> lot of stupid things in it. Um, but it was entertaining. I thought the jokes were all right. I, I do find myself apparently in the minority though, because I feel that the strongest part of the movie is actually the last act of the movie. Whereas mm. that seems to be everybody's complaint is the complete tone shift going uh, from like the yeah. silly, like slapsticky kind of humor to the more serious stuff. But I actually mm -hmm. kind of think it, it, that's what makes the movie kind mm -hmm. of good. Um, I think the, the ending is the best part for yeah, sure. The ending uh, when it great. gets into like her meaning in life and, yeah. and womanhood and mothers and all this stuff. That part was really, really good, but I don't know if it's the whole last act with the battle and everything. Right. Well, the but battle yeah, middle, was the middle, battle. Cracked the second up. act was, yeah, the yeah. second act was definitely the weakest. I think, um, it was all right. Um, I I agree with you where people that say it's like the greatest thing ever put out, especially like to build up women and all that. I'm like, it's not. And then yeah. on the opposite side of everyone being like, all it does is be anti-man, blah, blah, blah. No, actually, I kind of found all the jokes about guys in the movie. I was like, mm -hmm. these are these are kind of accurate. Like there's a lot of accuracy to the jokes here, guys. I mean, own it. <laughs> like, yeah, we do. There is a lot of that. <laughs> there was also, there was one point when they go to the real world and this isn't a spoiler, but they go to the real world and they start like seeing all of the stuff that yeah. guys do. They like play sports and ride horses and <laughs> shake hands and have jobs. And, and then I'm like, is this, a bad thing. This seems awesome. <laughs> it's like they drive trucks. They have guns. They have swords. They do I, like I'm like yeah. I, I'm the, not the audience for this movie. Yeah. That sounds great. So I I thought it was entertaining. I don't think it's like worth the hype, but not in a like the movie sucks kind of way. Just kind of like yeah. It's just that the hype was so the massive. hype was so massive with it. Um, but it was entertaining. So mm -hmm. it it is what it is. I thought. Uh, one of the guys that plays one of the Kens, um, I've okay. seen him in a few other projects and all of his other projects. And this will probably get us canceled. Um, but for <laughs> what the movie is, sure. um, he's a Ken who at one point, you know, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but the Kens are prominent at one point in the movie. Uh, yeah. and to see this guy, try to be that i was like dude every character you play is flamboyantly gay like you are <laughs> like the stereotype that i think the community kind of doesn't always yeah. want to embrace so i can't really take you serious as this like 
chauvinistic <laughs> Ken. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so that, that that made me laugh though. I was like, all right, good on you. And Michael Sarah wearing eyeliner was so distracting to me every scene he was in. <laughs> uh it just I know it's like this is so weird. <laughs> but uh Barbie was all right. And then I watched leave the world behind because it seemed like such a divisive film online. People are either absolutely loving it or just absolutely like hating the movie and hating the fact that they watched it. And so I was like, well, Oh wow. Let's, let's see what this is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle. I honestly can't tell if I enjoyed it or not. There's some cool stuff with okay. it. And then there's some other stuff that I'm like, man, this kind of sucks. <laughs> but but I like the idea. I see where they're going, but this sucks. So I'm I'm yeah. undecided, but I don't really have the desire to rewatch it anytime soon. So I guess that might push me farther in the Tells but, you what you need to know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's one where it's like just watch it for yourself you might hate it you might love it i don't know the acting's really good in it so okay and that was like interesting all that i saw yeah nice yeah that's a lot yeah i (laughs) i have a whole playlist of movies that have come out and then i was like shoot if i'm gonna watch the flash and aquaman and blue beetle i still haven't seen black adam from last year so i need to watch black adam oh my Star god <laughs> and, and yeah i have this whole playlist that i need to get through before right. uh march all right yeah okay so do you want to get into the main event we might as well get to the main event <laughs> ding 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 that was yeah exactly <laughs> so uh we did, of course, you must be familiar with by now, uh, a movie draft last year, and that uh, was a lot of fun. We're going to do it again this year, of course, but we are going to go over how that draft went and also kind of recap, summarize uh, the <laughs> movies, because there's a lot of movies we forgot came out the last year, uh, and a lot of movies that were surprises that we didn't know would be as good as they are. Uh, so yeah, kind of get through the whole thing. I made a little presentation. I'm that sure caption is so fucking funny for those <laughs> not watching. Uh, oh yeah, you should be. But uh, Jake has posted the presentation on here. Uh, welcome to the movie boners PowerPoint moment. Uh, <laughs> the caption How- is some rather good stuff and a whole lot of shit. I love this <laughs> caption. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt looking through it. <laughs> yeah, sorting through our results. Uh, yes, here's here's where we ended up. So first of all, we have to have a moment of silence for the Fallen movies from last year. <laughs> Just like the year before, several movies that we drafted did not get released. Uh, the first time it was from COVID. Last time it was from the writers and actors strikes. Uh, so... Of the 37 movies we drafted, you had four that didn't get released. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of them were pretty late round picks, except for Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. I think it's Fallen, Frozen Kingdom, whatever it's called now. Um, So that was in your seventh round. So not too bad, even though all things considered. I 
had two movies get pushed to next year. Technically three, but one of them was not ever even into production when I drafted it. <laughs> so that's embarrassing, but it happens. Uh, that is not as sad as my number one overall pick, though. Dune Part 2. Yeah, uh, I actually wrote Part 1, but Part 2, that got pushed. And that really hurt. Um, obviously, it was number one overall for a reason. Yeah. And that sucked, so... <laughs> So of of our thirty seven picks, nineteen percent of our picks uh, did not get released. I thought that was kind of interesting. That's so sad. <laughs> Just so sad. <laughs> uh, so best and the worst, we'll go over uh, really quick. So the best IMDb ratings, uh, you had six of the top ten. Okay. With is interestingly enough, your top three picks were three highest rated so i think you did a good job there <laughs> all right your, your number three pick being the highest overall with spider-man across the spider-verse mm -hmm. and then the second pick was oppenheimer that was very high those were the two top picks of the whole year uh, and then i had the color purple gallery guardians of the galaxy john chapter four um, and then you were number one overall mission impossible dead reckoning which good for you you're you were going off of the year before where i blew you out of the water with top gun maverick yeah you're yeah. like come on tom cruise uh, <laughs> it wasn't a bad bet uh, that was definitely like the sixth best movie rated overall so mm -hmm. uh so yeah i had uh my highest rated movie was weirdly taken in the 24th round with the color purple um, i did not do a good job of choosing the best movies first at least as far as it comes with uh, imdb rating at least okay so yeah huh. uh, as far as the worst imdb ratings uh my team i had five of the bottom seven and two of those were taken in the 10th and 11th round so pretty okay. early on um that alice fucking darling which is not the name of the movie. <laughs> Alice Darling. That movie just... <laughs> all and year. Fucking all Alice year. I, it was like... It, it makes me so mad because it's a movie I picked so early. I was like, this is going to be a small independent movie that's going to be at least like a seven. Right. On the scale. And then... The rating was terrible to 5.5. The box office is terrible. It didn't even make a million dollars. The Rotten Tomatoes score was terrible because critics loved it and audience hated it. Like I just could not win with that movie. I love you, Anna Kendrick, but fuck that movie. I almost uh, feel you, like we should watch it, or you should watch it just to... Uh, out of spite? Yeah, just to see... I'm like, going to be like, this better be the best goddamn movie I've ever seen. <laughs> And everybody else in the world is wrong because they <laughs> just missed it. That's what it was. Uh, you did not pick the worst uh, because you only had a couple in the top, uh, or I guess bottom seven. Okay. But then you picked a bunch of junk after that. I if you went see just those... straight junk. Look at all that shit. God damn. The next eight movies are all <laughs> blue for your team. <laughs> You're just a chunk in the 5.5 to 5.8 range. What's so, funny about all of that <laughs> is none of those were high picks. That was when we were in the junk. Yeah. Well, except for Fast X, oh, but you yeah. took that you took that for the box office obviously. Yeah. It did have 700 million dollars, so 
yeah understandable <laughs> but yeah all of those are pretty late in the junk um and i will say you were right about exorcist believer it was tied with expendables 4 for the worst movie of the year yeah uh, i should i it was terrible like terrible writing terrible box office terrible overall uh, i regret both of those so <laughs> but on to the best box office worldwide gross um i had three of the top four okay. again yeah i think last year i was uh, i think you had only- the entire like, I uh, think so. <laughs> uh, I think I have the only movies that went over a billion dollars, if yeah. I remember. And I did it again this year. Um, but I only had the those three were the three of the top ten. You had the next seven <laughs> uh, down or six down here, plus Oppenheimer. Okay. Your highest grossing was also the second highest rated of the year. Your second round pick with Oppenheimer. Um, your second highest grossing was also the worst rated movie of the year. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and then your highest rated overall was your third highest grossing. Okay. So it balanced out. I think it's, I think pretty amazing that your two highest ratings are also in your top three highest grossing. Uh, those Oppenheimer and Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse were obviously uh, bangers. And, yeah good picks on your end for sure do note though as we move forward little mermaid still has an asterisk next to it for uh, the rating particularly um, <laughs> even though it was in your top box office as well just that's always going to be there <laughs> uh, as, as far as the worst box so office <laughs> it is vital as far as the worst box office there were really no clear winners or losers because you had 17 of the 28 movies under 100 million, which oh is basically half. God. <laughs> I had 15 uh, at the bottom of, the, of, of all the movies that didn't make 100 million. And this is only some of them. This is the worst ones. Al Starling, of course, being the worst one of the year. Uh, but Inside was not was very similar story. Same rating, uh, the William Dafoe mode movie, which I am still interested in seeing. I thought it looked good. Um, but inside didn't even make a million dollars. And then there's a couple of under 10, a handful, maybe six under 10 million movies. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, a bunch of disappointments. Fucking Bo is afraid is in there. Of course. Bo is afraid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, box office. There's a lot, a lot of movies that didn't burst out. And that was, that was definitely interesting. Yeah. And then uh, our last category, the Rotten Tomatoes Delta, which is the difference between the critics' rating and the audience rating. So mm-hmm. we subtract the critics' rating from the audience rating. Um, and there, these are all of the movies that have the highest uh, difference between the audience that the audience like more than the critics. Because we think the Rotten Tomatoes critics suck. That's basically the point of this. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> you had seven of the top ten movies um, with love again weirdly weirdly being the largest uh what the fuck was love difference. again love again was the movie i think it had that indian girl from the good place or something oh. um <laughs> so it bad, had though. something to do with it has something to do with this chick finding a phone that does she learn guy, how to love again i think that's the premise yeah she learns how to love again 
No, I think that the, this guy starts texting his ex-girlfriend, but this other girl ends up with the phone or maybe a dead girlfriend. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it has a 5.9 on IMDb and a 28% on Rat Tomatoes, but audiences thought it was pretty okay. Pretty yeah. Enough to recommend at a 91%. <laughs> Holy shit. Which People liked it. Which gave you, uh, yeah, they gave you a difference of 63%, which was huge. Yeah. Um, all, almost all of these are low-rated movies in general, uh, which I thought was interesting. That audiences were pretty forgiving with them, um, except for like a good person, the uh, that guy that did Empire. No, not Empire State. The New Jersey. What the fuck am I saying? I don't know. The guy from Scrubs. A good uh, person. Yeah, right? yeah. Zach Braff. He did that yeah. movie, and it, it's at a some point one. So that's a decent movie but still had a high difference with uh, critics only giving it a 58% and audience giving it 96. Right. Yeah. You had most of those uh, at the top of the Delta. And then at the bottom of the Delta, here are all of the ones that were in the negative where critics Ugh. liked it more than the audience. Uh, I had seven of the bottom 10. You can see a big chunk of purple here. Yeah. So I apparently sided with critics more on those things, um, which hurt me. Alice Darling being, of course, number one with a bullet, but then <laughs> Megan in there, uh, Evil Dead Rise in there, mm -hmm. Barbie in there a little bit. Uh, only a 5% difference, but still negative 5%. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the Rotten Tomatoes Delta. All right. So uh, as far as how our top 10 or first 10 picks went... Uh, I was just going to put up a quick summary if anyone was interested in seeing that. Not go through all 37 of them because no. who fucking cares? But <laughs> uh, this gap here, I will point out again, is being heartbreaking with Dune Part 2 not releasing. Um, just the worst. But overall, um, I think our top 10 or first 10 picks uh, did really solid. Okay. Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, Quantumania was kind of a dip, but a decent chunk of money. Fast X obviously was taken just for the money. Oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, all of these are all rated decently high until you get... To, it's, only, it's my <laughs> fault that Alice Starling... Is, it's my <laughs> fault Alice Starling is in the top ten. <laughs> I have no excuse for that. I love that. <laughs> all right, so... Oh, and then the last thing, we had a weird rule last time where we both picked two wildcard movies, mm -hmm. and then we would choose if we would take the rating, IMDb rating, or the box office mojo gross um, to give us a little boost. And that was supposed to help because we knew possibly, probably, some movies would get um, not released, and that did happen for sure. Oh. But um, what we didn't expect was that Overall, it didn't matter at all. <laughs> uh, so for me, um, it, the interesting thing is that we, well, I guess we mostly picked average movies. I chose uh, to, so I illustrated it here by graying out the ones that I dropped. I ran the numbers every which way. I didn't even ask Dustin what he wanted to do. He did not. I was like, you literally like, you just know told me it doesn't matter whatever you do. Yeah. You know what? I don't need your help with this. I tried. Here's what I did. I tried to win any way I legally could. And I, and I, and I couldn't figure out a way for it to actually work. I was like, fuck it. This is stupid. So here's all of the, uh, if, if you did, 
didn't take your two below average ratings, which of course you wouldn't do because um, it would drag your rating down. Yeah. And then uh, and then I didn't take Transformers, which had a six, which was below average, and then Asteroid City, which had only a small chunk of change and a six point six, which would bring my average up. Uh, I thought that that made the most sense overall for everybody. Uh, I Transformers did have a decent box office. Asteroid City did have a decent rating. Um, but for you, both of your wild cards were terrible. Uh, they both had a 6.0 rating <laughs> and barely any box office, a measly box now, office between Renfield and Aquaman The Last Kingdom. Granted, Aquaman's been out five days at this right. point. <laughs> Uh, but still at a 6.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, the point is it ultimately didn't matter. The same result, even if we didn't have the wild cards and we removed the scores and box office entirely, we would still have the same result. So All right. It was a fun <laughs> experiment, but we're not going to do that again. No, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, so I think what that means is uh, you win. Uh, oh, oh. Champion of the world! And because I had a sneaking suspicion. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> bonus beer? I had a bonus beer on standby just in case. Uh, and I knocked you the <laughs> fuck out! <laughs> it's called knockout. Uh, what kind of beer is that, Dustin? Uh, that sounds very good. It's a red ale. Okay. Yeah. So, Fair enough. Hey, Jake. Yeah. Suck it. Oh. <laughs> I imagine you doing the degeneration. I, I was about to do it, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not getting up. <laughs> my fucking headphones are attached to my microphone. That's, that's why yeah, I wasn't so going to do it. I'm going to unplug my headphones really quickly. Don't say anything too interesting. Uh, does mean you get this beautiful bastard right here. <laughs> Uh, it is going to go to your house yep. at some point. Yep. I might be slow in shipping it, but <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll get there. Hopefully it doesn't fall off the boat or anything. <laughs> if it um, ends up on a boat, you're shipping it some weird fucking way. <laughs> it's going to go back to China, where I bought it from. Uh, yeah, you will get this. And I will even send you the screws to mount it on the wall if you so wish. All right. Um, it's my generous <laughs> nature to do so. I am going to wear it until I ship. You know, it's great because we're going into the new year. So I was even looking at like the ship behind me and I was like, you know, I, I'm it's time to start changing this up a little bit, but I wasn't quite sure where I was going to go with it. But, you know, you helped out. Yeah, You're helped welcome. out, Jake. Now, now I know exactly what I'm plans. going to do. Yeah, this will be the focal point, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I might not even be on camera. It literally might just just be on just the, for you, just on the belt. You won't even give me the satisfaction <laughs> of seeing it. Oh shit! All right, so it's difficult to button when you can't see the back, but I'm. I'm going to wear it until i send it out i'm so glad i won with mediocrity yeah <laughs> yeah so in summary not only did you win but you won all three categories oh, in the shit. End. you did manage to overtake me in the box office before the end it's because of wonka and aquaman wasn't it i saw wonka's numbers and was like 
do it. Do <laughs> yeah. It. Wonka, Wonka helped a lot. Um, actually, I think the you had six movies, six or seven movies in the last two months, December and November. Mm-hmm. And among the six of them, they grossed a total of like just over a billion dollars. Oh, nice. So you caught up pretty fast. I actually have the chart here. Um, so as far as box office goes, you were down... <laughs> To the end and yeah. then just squeaked it out <laughs> at the end there uh, but it still counts rating as well uh you held on since november um barely held on because aquaman is a six yeah. and and i had color purple which is at an eight right now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> so i was so close to jumping up over you uh you won by only one hundredth of a point in the rating as like a hundred and hey man something 120 million 118 million a win uh, yeah. is a win so <laughs> it's true whether by an inch or by a mile it doesn't matter and then the fucking rotten tomatoes screwed me from the beginning <laughs> mostly <never> even <laughs> mostly because of alice darling <laughs> who came out the beginning of the year and then i never could recover from that Oh my! It was just so negative. <laughs> yeah, so that's where we're at. That's awesome. So yeah, all right. That was last year. That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's so fucking funny. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> fucking Alice Darling. Oh man, Fuck I feel like I need bad. to watch that movie just as a thank you to Anna Kendrick. <laughs> it's true. Like this is my favorite movie of the year <laughs> now because it won me this handsome belt. So good. <sighs> All right. All right. Okay, so goodbye, 2023. Fuck you, and on to bigger and better things where I hope to redeem myself and win the next year and see some really good movies. Yeah. Well, this next draft is a little different because we're, in our fashion, changing it up again. <laughs> and, uh, and I've had listeners, friends of the show, um, who way many months ago, before I started losing, brought up the fact that we should change the rules and it didn't make any sense. Um, and I listened, and then, then I started losing, and I was like oh yeah i need to tell dustin that we should change the rules but now it's going to look like i'm changing the rules because i'm losing and i don't want to do that but i think that it was an easy sell because last time we drafted way too many movies it took forever we were we were tired at the end of it (laughs) we were on like pick 16 and we were both like dude there's nothing fucking left that we know nothing we drafted after like 15 we knew yeah. they weren't either going to make it on the big screen or they weren't <laughs> going to make it anything <laughs> like no yeah. good rating, no box office, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we decided this year we'll whittle it back down, try to pick only the best of the best for our teams. Uh, we will each draft 12 movies each. So basically one a month, if that's what you want to do as our like starting lineup. And then because I like to throw in weird, complicated rules. Uh, You'll also get to draft three additional movies that will ride the bench. Mm -hmm. And for those second string movies on your bench, 
you they will automatically become active if one of your main movies gets pushed to next year, which I hope doesn't happen. I hope COVID's <laughs> over, strikes are over. I don't know what will come next, but something we didn't anticipate will probably come next. So if some if those movie if you have a movie get pushed out or canceled or or studios are doing this thing where they just decide not to release movies and yep. to take the hit and it'll like it's a tax write off uh, that could happen. So if that happens, one of your bench movies will just move up. Um, I think you get to choose which one you want to have move yeah. up. Um, I don't know how it would be automatic, but or you also have the option to trade one movie from your starting lineup. If it doesn't perform well, you can trade it for a, a movie on the bench um, just one time, though. So take that into consideration. And uh, yeah, so those will be like the wild cards, but hopefully matter more than they did last time. Right, right. And uh, yeah, same scoring mechanism. Average IMDb rating, total worldwide box office from Box Office Mojo, and then the difference between Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience, preferring the audience, of course. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you want to get in to this? Let's draft. do this. Let's do this. And as you per use, I have a slideshow for this. <laughs> My cup whistled because <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> into it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing that uh, I didn't remind you of or remember to remind you of before we started was to pick a team name. Yep. Uh, like we did last year. We kind of should have uh, this one. <laughs> Well, yes, uh, mostly me, but you did also shit the bed. Yeah, so yeah, you said that you will come up with the name, and right now it will be TBD. Yes. So, which is not terribly exciting, but what can you do? Well, what's uh, yours, Mr. <laughs> terribly Exciting? I, in the last hour or so, when I remembered we had to do this, the came up with an incredible name. Because that's what Shut you should be. <laughs> uh, the one who still has not shipped your belt and you should be nice <laughs> until I do that's who I am because <laughs> I could just not <laughs> that's true you you could you could do that and, um, and no my Karma team will name... bite you in the ass and uh... <laughs> my team name is taken from the being this our third draft season my team name comes from the hit third movie in the Die Hard franchise, Die Hard with a Vengeance, seeing as how I am approaching this season with a vengeance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought my team name should be Simon Says Jake Should Win. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, I thought making it really long would be better like simon says jake should win and dune should not get pushed out another year and <laughs> <laughs> something like that but we'll we'll leave it at that that's uh, that's good yeah yeah it's probably it's probably a good <laughs> idea jake thank you <laughs> all right um let me hold on let me rearrange my screen since i'm presenting this one i want to move all of my don't look i want to move all of my stuff over here <laughs> <laughs> I have, of course, a spreadsheet. You you sounded like uh, like someone changing their outfit. Like, no, don't look, <laughs> don't come in. I'm naked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like that. 
I just had my whole master strategy. The thing is, I don't know how you're approaching this, and maybe I'll ask you in a minute, but I'm approaching this draft with basically the same strategy of last time because I am convinced I would have won if Dune came out. And so I think that I did a good job. I think that I just got unlucky with one of three movies that I picked mm -hmm. uh, being my first round pick. And so I think that I am not going to really change much of anything as far as strategy. What about you? Do you uh, uh, have you learned anything? No. Changing anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I'm not really. The only like change in strategy was since there's only 12 picks, it's just kind of trying to figure out spacing. Yeah. Um, That's true. Calendar I, spacing. I'm still not convinced I did a good job of. So you might see me rechecking release dates. <laughs> and by might see me, I mean you are going Certainly. to see me. <laughs> yeah, it's guaranteed. Yeah, that's fair. Is is tricky for sure, um, and it, it'll be an interesting year. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out. Uh, maybe the weirdest thing we learned this last year is that you can no longer depend on Disney and Marvel as safe bets. I thought that that was rather strange that the Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, Wish, Elemental, all of these other like Disney movies, Little Mermaid didn't do great they were pretty mediocre overall yeah so that's something yeah learning you can't trust stuff is kind of rough <laughs> <laughs> although some people would say you should know you shouldn't trust disney by now which that's a fair point sketch. that's a fair point but when you're going for those box office numbers in a movie draft you're like mcu has to kill it and then it doesn't but Disney's kind of in a like weird limbo right now, kind of freaking out of what they're going to do because they haven't put out a hit in years, like a legit yeah. hit. It has not happened. So yep. they're kind of uh, freaking the fuck out, which they should be because <laughs> their movies suck these days. Um, yeah. They need a revival for sure. Yeah, they need to quit uh, making movies with agendas. They need to just get back to making movies. So yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, I'm convinced that's all they need to do because people are so tired of it. Yeah, like yeah, for sure. Pump out something that's just entertaining and fun, and your audiences will start coming back. So right. Yeah, back to basics, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them go back to uh, some better animation, too. I think that oh, yeah. maybe a ch changing up the animation style, I think everybody's kind of seen the Pixar style, and it's fine, but it's also... Every movie looks the same, basically, just mm -hmm. different characters in it. Uh, okay, so I think we established last year that loser gets to go first. So the, we're going to keep that now because I lost. And that has to <laughs> so I'm going to go first. And naturally, Dune Part 2 cannot possibly get pushed out twice in a row. So I have Dude. to go with Dune Part 2. I am going to laugh so fucking hard. You know that, I right? will cry so fucking hard. <laughs> I know you will, but 
you know I will like I probably won't stop laughing. <laughs> yes, I do know that very well. Thank you. But I don't think it'll happen. I think Dune. I think that's such a great pick because it was hyped. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was originally going to make the box office numbers, but I think the rating was going to be there, but I think it might do both now because it got pushed back. So I think yeah. people are ready, ready to get back into it and see more of Paul's journey. So yeah, I know so. I am. Cause I was really looking forward to part two fucking Warner brothers. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's a solid pick. I really do. Okay. What about you? Sir? Oh man. See, I feel like we're both approaching the first pick kind of the same way with, we are anticipating not only our own hype, but yeah, the audiences have been waiting for certain movies that have been both have been delayed and pushed back and have so much writing behind them. So for them to finally be coming out, I think, uh, I think the one time we can trust again in a system we were literally just talking about, you can't trust, but I think I have to go with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the crazy fans uh, when Hugh Jackman reprises his role as Wolverine in Deadpool three. Yeah. I think, I don't Um, think it's going to end up with like a great rating, but I think that movie is going to be pretty big. So I don't disagree. I think that, well, it helps that I think it's the only non Sony Marvel movie coming out this year. (laughs) Uh, I will tell you, I am not fucking drafting Craven the Hunter on this because if Sony has taught us anything when they're trying to make these movies, it's they don't know how to make these movies. So, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Uh, I think that it it's, it's possible. So the first two are at an eight and a seven point six on IMDb. Both have made seven hundred eighty million each. I think that Deadpool three with the hype around it, like you said, with, with Hugh Jackman, with the inevitable at this point, I think introduction of the mutants into the actual MCU and the introduction of Deadpool into the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a very big and decent point. I think that it could potentially revive all interest in the MCU where it was very much dwindling. Yeah. I think last couple years, I mean, as long as they approach it the way that Reynolds and his team have approached the previous two, I think it will be, yeah, that, that breath of fresh air back into it or that revival of it, kind of a new face of the MCU, which will be funny because despite so many people thinking this, it is not, uh, (laughs) Hugh Jackman is not the MCU Wolverine. He's just yeah coming back to service the fans. Just, so just in this one. Yeah. And finally in a comic accurate outfit. I, I think those kinds of things they're like this is the kind of fan service Marvel hasn't done in a long time. Yeah. Where they actually care about the comic book fans. They've been saying to people, they've been saying to writers of their movies, 
don't read the comic books. We don't want you to do anything particularly <laughs> comic booky. It's like they've lost. And the your audience basis. is literally like, that's all we want to see is the yeah. the panels from the comics that we've loved. We want to see those come to life because it's really cool when it does. So, right. yeah. What okay. you got for number two, bub? Um, I think that for number two, where it gets tricky because I have like six things that I could go with here. Um, all highly anticipated. I think I'm gonna play it a little safer instead of gambling on this because we're so early. I'm gonna go with a beloved franchise getting a fourth installment with Kung Fu Panda 4. You fucking asshole. <laughs> because I think that everybody seems like loves Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Uh, and interest has grown over the years. I think that it, originally it was like, yeah, that's a cute movie. But over time, people are like, it's kind of like a cult classic of animated movies at this point. It seems like it is a fantastic franchise. Um, I didn't even realize they were making a fourth. And then the trailer showed up on my Instagram feed. I think it was. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I watched the trailer, I was like, hell yes, this looks fantastic. This looks so much fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see Poe once again. Bring it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very excited for it. Yeah, and the cast is stacked. I think the villain is especially interesting because he basically imitates all the past villains. So it'll yeah. be very nostalgic also oh, for fans yeah. of the franchise. I uh, think it's yeah, going to be a be lot good. of fun. Very excited for it. See, it's already tough because we only have 12. So for my number two, um, I think people are going to flock to this out of curiosity, but also because the first one was such a surprise hit and it kind of took everyone off guard um, mm -hmm. in terms of like kind of the intensity and how deep it was. There's a lot of in my opinion, misconception about the movie, but I think the sequel is such an odd approach to this. And I think it's going to draw a lot of people in. I'm going with a gamble. This is a gamble, um, but okay. I think the sequel to Joker. Oh shit. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with that as my number two. Yeah. I really thought you were going to do something else there for a second. Ha <laughs> Surprise. Uh, you did. I was Googling a completely different sequel movie. Yeah, I... No joke. The original Joker movie is way higher rated than I think anybody ever anticipated. Yeah. Made over a billion dollars. It's an 8.4 on IMDb. It's huge. Um but I agree with you. I do think it's a gamble because I have mixed feelings about Todd Phillips saying that it's a musical. Yep. I have mixed feelings about Lady Gaga in general. Um, yeah, I, I, it could be huge. It could be just it could as be, huge. But I feel like I have to, I have to take a couple risks. So yeah, don't want to get like complacent as the champion, well. huh? Not to well, help yeah, you out, but 
Um, I'm gunning for gunning for you this time for I know. sure. <laughs> You're always gunning for me. Die hard with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it does. I'm hoping that audiences return just to out of the curiosity, and I'm hoping yeah. that it's not actually a musical. Yeah, that would be good. That, I, I agree. That would be good. So we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just a couple numbers or something. Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Because you reminded me that I should take some more risks, I was going to play it safe here, but there is a movie that I have very high in my hype meter and possibly for some weird reasons. Um, and I think maybe my number three spot is an appropriate place to put it. This might sort of shock you. So hold on to your pantaloons. Um, I'm going to go with Argyle. Oh, holy crap. You're going with that at number three? <laughs> yes. For this very specific reason. Are you ready? Yeah. So there's a whole deep conspiracy about this movie. Argyle, you may know, is the Matthew Vaughn spy thriller starring Henry Cavill and stacked cast. Has Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa, who nobody cares about. Uh, that's not true. A lot of people care about him. I just don't. Um, but also, I can't even name all the people in this movie. There's, It's got a lot. a lot of people in it. I'm too busy adjusting the poster to actually look it up. <laughs> um, hold on. I will tell you. There is Henry Cavill. Bryce Dallas Howard, who basically plays an author, Ellie Conway, who writes spy novels and then kind of gets sucked into a spy novel or all of these people around her are being spies doing spy stuff. Sam Rockwell, amazing. John Cena, you won't see him. Um, <laughs> a bunch of other people uh, as well. Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara. Um, yeah. So it is, the, the conspiracy part is, <laughs> In 2021, the whatever studio is putting this out, I wrote it down, but I am scrolled away from us right now. Apple original, I guess. Um, they bought the rights to the book, Argyle, for $200 million before the book was even released. That seems like a strong bet on their part, so I would do good to follow suit. The, the conspiracy part, though, is that there is a strong belief online that the author of that book, who sold the rights, Ellie Conway, is a pen name, and that the actual author of that book is Taylor Swift. <laughs> and the reason that they paid so much money for it is because her fan base is so massive and will obviously go out and see it. And if they hint at it or if they expose it or if it comes out that that is actually the case um it will be huge it'll be massive and that would be worth them paying 200 million dollars for this book that never and that didn't even come out yet at the time that they bought it so okay. i think argyle has a reason to be big i don't know for sure that it will be big at the time it releases or through the whole course of that year that's the gamble part but i think that there's a reason that it will be good and big and i'm interested in it in general aside from that so well, hopefully it's good i haven't heard any conspiracy theory to it but they made it pretty clear 
that there is a crazy twist in the movie because the okay. first trailer they released for it, which mm. is essentially the same trailer everyone has seen at this point, but the difference being the first trailer put up a huge like text prompt at the end of it saying, once you see the twist, don't tell anybody. Mm. Like, don't say anything. And it's been a long time since we've seen or since any advertisement yeah. for a movie with a twist has blatantly told the audience, like, yeah. don't don't say anything. So it mm-hmm. leads me to believe that the it is either such an insane twist that or cameo that so many people are going to be like, holy shit, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be like nothing. And it's a giant <laughs> joke. Yeah, it could be like, who cares? Yeah. Or it could be like, oh my god, you have to see this movie and everybody will see it because it's, because of fear of missing out, FOMO. They'll, they'll have to see it. It's like Barbie. This will be the next Barbie. Calling it right now. Oh god. So early Swing for the fences. I'm calling <laughs> it like a... Babe Ruth. Alright. Alright. I mean, you do you, man. You do <laughs> you. Um, I like Matthew Vaughn's uh, like the the Kingsman movies, well, at least the two that I've seen. I never saw the the prequel. Prequel, yeah. Um, I still want to. It's just one of those that I just haven't watched. Um, sure. But although those have been very popular, probably more popular than anticipated, I don't remember them actually being like huge. So mm-hmm. curious to see how this one goes. I want to see it. I think it looks fun. But I like yeah. Sam Rockwell so. All right. That whole time you would have thought that I would be prepared for my number three, <laughs> and I am not. <laughs> well, you but know that... what I haven't been doing? I've been I have this whole thing where I try to fill in in the calendar where the yeah. movie comes out, so I don't put all my picks in one month. Yep. So I'm I'm gonna do that while you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I have home. to. I gotta swing. I feel like I have to. All You're right. A swinger. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Um, Gross. All right. I think for my number three, I'm going to go with this next installment kind of prequel, but we're going back into this world. And I think the mm. world and lore alone is going to attract people in the first place. But this new cast, I think, is going to really bring people in. Um, I think people are excited. Well, people like you and I are excited to see this and hopefully it, I don't think it's going to match its predecessor, but I think it has potential to come very close, which would help me a lot. So I'm going to go with Furiosa for my number three. I think returning to Mad Max's world is going to be fun and exciting. Um, and seeing her in a role where she's not like super dolled up anymore. Yeah. I personally think that's very exciting to me. I think it's going to show more range from her. Kind yeah. of getting her out of being typecast in roles. So I'm excited for that. And plus you can't even recognize Chris Hemsworth in the trailer. And that's yeah. fun too. So I always enjoy when you don't see the actors themselves. Unless it's Tom Cruise. I give Tom Cruise a pass. He can always play himself. But yeah, seeing all the other people, I'm like, it's better when you get Chris Hemsworth with like a giant nose and stuff. Yeah. And and I agree. I think Anya Taylor-Joy 
is finally in a role when she doesn't look the same. Um, and maybe she has before, but it's just of the stuff that I've seen. That's kind of what, what it's been. Well, so that's what I, I mean, agree. she's going to be like covered in dirt for this whole movie. She kind of yeah. is in the trailer. So <laughs> she's going to lose the platinum an arm blonde is point, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She has to lose an arm at some point. Yep. Uh, and yeah. And I love George Miller's stuff. And I think that he, even though he's old as fuck now, he's, he's has to do a good job. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then for my next pick, I just need to check the box offices of these other movies really quick because <laughs> I have here. I in my preparation, I have. Um, hold on, I can't talk and type at the same time. How do you well, spell this guy's name? You have to hold figure on. out some way. We have a podcast, and you don't want too much dead <laughs> air on a podcast. I know, but normally I don't type. Also, <laughs> and so it's a whole new thing. I'm, I'm we've learning. had. Folks, we've had so long to prepare for this, <laughs> and neither of us were. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that this next movie doesn't have... The filmmaker of it is so highly praised. Every movie he puts out is incredible. The box offices are not huge, but still respectable. Um, I think that... I think that and and I am very, very interested in the cast as well. And the concept. It's a sci-fi movie. It's very cool sounding. So yeah, for my number four round pick, I'm gonna go with Mickey 17. Okay. For a second there, I was like, you motherfucker, if you take the movie I want to draft, I I might hurt you. Was it sounding like the one you were kind going of? For? You were like a lot of what you were saying, I was like, Are you fucking serious? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess all of those things were kind of generic statements. But Mickey 17, probably a lot of people haven't heard of. Uh, it sounds amazing. Every movie that I've heard of from Bong Joon-ho, uh, oh, yeah. who did Parasite, Memories of a Murder, Snowpiercer. The host. Um, he, yeah, the host, of course. Um, they're all between a 7 and an 8.5. Um around $100 million, $250 million. So they seem solid. And I think that the concept of Mickey 17 with Robert Pattinson playing a clone that is just a worker clone, but he somehow has the memories of his predecessor clones. That sounds awesome. Tony Collette's always good. Uh, Steven Yuna I want to see more stuff. So I think Mickey 17 should be dope as hell. Uh, I'm going with that. All right. All right. So only a half decent uh, poster, but I can keep looking while you pick one. Well, I'm in a conundrum right now. Okay. I can't help you. I know. We are bitter rivals. <laughs> so bitter. friendship on pause for the <laughs> moment. Exactly. <laughs> um, Okay, I'm gonna do it, man. I'm just like I'm taking all sorts of crazy risks. risks I like it, but I I feel like considering this is my personal, well, one of two of my personal most hype movies of uh, 24. Uh -huh. Have to have it, and especially after the trailer, which just 
to me, the trailer was like, this might be the exact kind of movie I feel we all kind of need. Um, and coming from this filmmaker who is beloved and he's made some very quality films, especially in the last like six years, seven years. Um, uh-huh. And his, this has like a fun reunion in it and everything. And the, the two title characters are just, I think they they're going to sell the movie, but I'm going to go with a fantasy family film and I'm going to go with oh, yeah. if from John. Yeah. yeah. I think that people will be interested in what John Krasinski does next after uh, a quiet, a quiet place. place. And, it, and he's yeah. reunited with Steve Carell for this movie, which I yeah, think is pe- going to make people very excited. People will be hyped about that. They want to believe in that friendship for sure. Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is going to bring in the, the people he's going to bring in an audience. Um, for sure. But when I watched this trailer, dude, I was like, I almost don't even care if this movie ends up not being a big, like box office hit. The trailer alone to me was like, this looks like the exact kind of movie I personally should be watching a lot and people in general should be watching. A lot. I was like, what an awesome concept of children's imaginations or imaginary friends being like real and kind of getting everybody like they're on a quest to save imagination. I think it's such yeah. a cool concept and I'm hoping it's the kind of movie that shows Disney like this is what you should be aiming for, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think it looks wonderful. Yeah. It looks like a really good time. I agree. Um, but while you were talking, I realized that I fucked up a little bit. Yes. I like hearing that. (laughs) Cause Mickey 17 comes out the same day as Kung Fu, Kung Fu Planda four. Well, that's okay. Uh, Cause Furiosa and if are a week apart. Yeah. So I now have three movies in March. I need to get my shit together. Yeah, three in one month seems a little. Because Dune is the first, and these are both the 29th <laughs> at the end of the month. So I need to spread out. That's what I need to do. So what that means is, so if we learned anything this last year, we learned that people love the comedy of Ryan Gosling. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that coming off the heels of Barbie, the fall guy looks like the same sort of comedy, just without all of the extra, you know, Barbie (laughs) bullcrap. And I think it's based on stunt men. And so hopefully there's some killer stunts in it. It has the bonus incredible charisma of emily blunt Mm -hmm. um i i think it looks really fun i think it looks fairly simple on the surface uh and then the more like as you watch the trailer it gets further along and then he has to like go on an adventure and like do all the stuff and get like earn his love back and he seems so funny in it i think that it's going to be really good and i think people are ready for it based on how how huge he was as Ken. So the fall guy, I do think will be pretty dark. Oh, I just, when I watched that trailer, I was like, this movie looks specifically catered to people like you and I, 
<laughs> yeah. This whole trailer just it's like they listened to our praise of stunts episode uh, uh-huh. that we did instead of like an Oscar style. And they yeah. were like, let's make a movie for schmucks like these guys. Uh, <laughs> and it was the fall guy. I think it looks awesome. I think it looks like so much fun. I can't wait to watch that movie. Yeah, he'll be fun in theaters for sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what else I learned uh, this year was the amount of movies that you and I had like no clue was actually coming out or being made even. And then they became hits and it was like, yeah, well, son of a bitch. (laughs) It's like, should we are we even, you know, allowed or qualified (laughs) to do a draft? Do we know enough about movies? Yeah, it does make you question yourself for sure. I'm not sure that we do, but it's okay. We'll figure it out. Um, Man, this year is weird for movies during certain seasons. Yeah, that's true. This just doesn't make sense to me. I'm definitely not drafting that piece of shit. Um, (laughs) Which one? I want to (laughs) hear. I'll tell you after I make a decision. Oh, because you still might go with it. Oh, no, I'm not going to go with it. (laughs) Sounds like the piece of shit is tempting, though. No, honestly, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But, um, goddamn, I have so many sequels. And (laughs) you and I (laughs) did a lot of sequels. Well, the the year has a lot of sequels. I know, it's like all that's coming out. Um, Yeah. My second most hype movie of the year i'm like there's no way that is gonna garner any box office but i'm excited for it um okay this early yeah i think i have to do it i'm gonna go with another family movie i think because of the success of the previous two um, uh-huh. i think this one is gonna be just as fun and I think actually the release date of it is pretty good because it's going to be okay. out in December. So families are going to flock to the theater for family time, especially Christmas movies, kind of stuff like that. So I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog three. Okay. I think, I think a family movie around Christmas time that is not, another fucking pointless Disney live action wannabe bullshit. Uh, uh-huh. I think it's going to do pretty well. And people like the first two a lot. So I'm one That's of them. True. That's true. Uh, okay. I did not expect that. Yeah. I think it's too early to do that technically, but I needed something for the end of the year and doing that. Kind of takes it away from you. <laughs> That's true. There ain't shit in December. <laughs> I mean, that ain't, it's not uh, terribly early. We're almost halfway through and we're about to enter the sixth round. So that's, it's weird, but it is true. We're halfway through. Yeah. Uh, okay. So no Sonic for me. That's fine. I don't give a shit about that. Um, and the one that I was talking about was <laughs> Mufasa. The oh the Lion King movie like why what Lion King prequel well yeah. the first the 2019 quote unquote live action which isn't live action is CGI lions um 
that made 1.6 billion dollars just so you know right but how many people actually liked that movie well, it's not going to go down in history with any sort of street cred, no. But <laughs> like, no one likes that movie. Everyone I talked to, everyone's like, "Yeah, the CGI was good. That movie sucked." And we know because we all went and saw it, Jake. <laughs> That's true. Everybody went and saw it. Decided it sucks. Uh, they got the box office, but it's not going like, to stand. My daughter the test of time. still to this day because she went with us to this day. She's like, "God, that movie was bad." And I'm like, "I know. They mm-hmm. totally fucked it all up." Yeah, that's fair. I think that maybe the first movie, people will take a chance on it, but then after that, they're not going to see a prequel. Who cares? That's fair enough. Uh, Thank you. I'll just move that down my list of hype movies then. I appreciate the help. Um, Okay, let me look at my calendar real quick. I've got... shit. All my movies are in the first half of the year so far, so perhaps I should pick a holiday movie. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, If you are picking one in December, I don't think Sonic's terribly hard to compete against, but also, like you said, there's not shit in December. So maybe I will go with one in November, pick up the old Thanksgiving traffic, and... Oh, hold on. I had my scroll screwed up and I have a bunch of other stuff above this. So disregard what I said. I'll come back to that. There are a handful of movies in November that are interesting, but we're not going to do that right now. Instead, I'm going to go with what I think is a fairly safe bet. You've gone with several family movies. It's been a few picks since I picked Kung Fu Panda, so I need another family movie at this spot. I'm going to go with Inside Out 2. Okay. Okay. I think that the first one is beloved, and I think expanding upon it, they should do a good job. Most of the characters returning, or actors, I should say. The mm-hmm. characters certainly are. Um, but then they're adding in new emotions. Um, Maya Hawk is a big one playing that. So I think Inside Out 2 should be pretty solid. I don't know that it'll get Disney and Pixar back on their feet, but I think that it has a better chance. It has a better chance than Wish or Elemental did. That's for sure. Yeah, I think Inside Out 2 is a safe bet. Um, I think I'm going to chalk Inside Out 2 kind of with my Sonic, actually, where it's like audiences really enjoyed the predecessor. Yeah. Um, And this one should deliver. It should be just as enjoyable. It should be a good time, especially for the families. Um, But I think Pixar, Disney and Pixar are on such a like desperate. We need to (laughs) earn the trust of our audiences back. And I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. Cause inside out the first one is one of my favorite animated movies ever. I think it's just absolutely incredible. Um, I'm excited for the sequel. I am actually kind of worried yeah that inside out 2 might end up being the most agenda fueled pixar film to date that's true that's true i think i think it's so vulnerable to be used as that kind of thing 
Um, mm-hmm. And that's what makes me really worried that people are going to go watch it and be like, they completely missed the mark. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried, but I'm excited. It's a very strange <laughs> thing for me. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's kind of how I feel about Joker. And like the first one is great. If you don't fuck it up, the second one could be great, but also you're pretty highly likely to fuck it up. Right. Right. And it's been eight years since the first one came out and a lot has changed in the last eight years. <laughs> just a few, just a few. Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. Oh man. All right. All right. Well, that's another one that I want nothing to do with. And I don't, think which one is that? <laughs> Cause if we're not going to pick them. We might as well talk. about. It. See, I don't think you're going to pick it either because I know you and you feel <laughs> the same way because we have made fun of this because I don't think either of us thought it was a real thing, but now uh-huh. it is. And I can't believe it's happening. Um, like I really can't believe they're even going through <laughs> with this. It makes yeah. no sense to me. There's um, like, I'm scrolling through the list of movies and there's like five that meet that criteria. I, I know there's, there's, I know <laughs> between is... girls, karate kid, Garfield, gladiator <laughs> the strangers like i almost just scrolling through this list jake i'm like twisters yeah which they just came out and they were like this isn't a sequel to twister <laughs> like you literally marketed you it, it when twisters. you announced it as the sequel to twister <laughs> yeah. like, call it tornado or something if you're not gonna make right. it the sequel uh, I think that's going to just be one of the worst movies of the year. So we're skipping that one too. Um, which one does one? Which one? <laughs> I partly want to fill content in the episode and partly want to, if I am interested in it, stop being interested. In okay. It move it down my list. Get some little help. Can I get a little help? I'm going to go with, um, let's see here. I've got. Sounds like no. No. <laughs> um, I'm going to dive into your personal favorite universe. Actually, God, I think it. this side story could potentially just be yep. incredible. Um, I, I think it might take people off guard. I'm a little hesitant on it, but that's just because I'm always a little hesitant on side stories or whatever, but I think, Spin-offs. yeah, yeah. I think the team behind it, know the material they know the lore well enough and i think there's enough love for it that they're gonna do it right so ballerina i'm gonna go with that okay yeah that's a very high hype meter for me as well for sure yeah i do think that has high potential to be very good and the world of course we always talk about the lore of john wick it has a lot of potential for the world building I think it's a good reason to do a spinoff. If you're going to do a yeah. spinoff, that's not a cash cash grab. It should be one in a world with a lot of lore. And John Wick is definitely that. Well, and they, they were talking about ballerina and then the, um, what was the show? The continental that they just did yeah. that, that limited series. All of that was kind of announced right after the first one. And it wasn't, Cause like, Oh, we're just going to make this whole thing. It was literally like, we're expanding the lore. That was how they've right. sold 
all of these side projects. So I think that's a smart move on their part. And it's such a beloved franchise. So I think, I think it could be cool. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Uh, Then I'm going to go with kind of a new film franchise, but has a very long running established fan base in video games. I think there's tons of fans of these games. I'm going to go with Borderlands. Man, I thought about that, but with the trend, I mean, granted, I have Sonic on mine. Yeah. Both of them, I think, are risky. But yours, I think, is almost a bigger risk because video game movies don't typically fare well. They don't typically, but I kind of anticipate this falling into like the new tomb raider category okay. more than more than uh, well which tomb raider one. though the the one with the girl from ex machina the so the one that one. has like because that one was a box office bomb okay well but I people liked it yeah it was good i liked it i really well, like it. i still wish they would make a sequel to it because i think she was an awesome Laura Croft. Alicia Vikander, I just remembered. Yeah. Um, the, I think the biggest risk with Borderlands is that Eli Roth is directing it. And I know you don't <laughs> like Eli Roth, so you will agree with that concept. Yeah. Even though he did surprise me, I'll, I have to give him the credit. Thanksgiving was very fun. Um, mm-hmm. I still can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> but I think with this cast with Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Bobby Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think that it will be very fun. Yeah. I think that uh, a lot of people will see it also for the, the Oh, it's it's going to have the, the money. Yeah, yeah. That opening weekend should be really good. Um Oh, let's see here. It's that time. God. As, since you took Ballerina, which is a gun centric movie, Borderlands is also very gun centric. Yeah. Yeah. And guns are cool. <laughs> All right, Butthead. <laughs> you sounded just like Butthead to me when you said that. Guns are cool. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna count on the stoners out in the world. I'm going to count on all those guys who have this dude's poster on their walls because they think it makes them look cool and they're completely missing the point of this dude's music. Um, I'm hoping it rides <laughs> the coattails of Elvis. Okay. <laughs> Shots <Just>. fired. <laughs> oh, that's no. kind of a bad thing to say when you're talking about Bob Marley, huh? Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm going to go with One Love, the Bob Marley story. I think this one could be the new Elvis where it's going to be shockingly really good. Um, and uh, how big was the box office on Elvis? Uh, it was decent. It was pretty Do people decent. really like Elvis or is it just an award season, darling? No, the movie was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I thought Austin Butler was a fantastic Elvis Presley. I number one, 
have not seen any movie that he's been in that I'm aware of. But number two, don't really want to because I find his face so weird. <laughs> Maybe that's just me being uh, a dick. But what was that Elvis movie called? Just Elvis? Yeah. It was just called Elvis. Uh, hold on. IMDb. Eh, it did okay. Eh, it did kind of lackluster. But 7.3 on IMDb. Um, I mean, you could kind of expect that from Boz Lerman now. 288 yeah. million worldwide gross. So, yeah. Above average her, from but above average from our last season of ratings, and so I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Plus, let's find out if all those stoners who have his poster up and think they're Rastafarian <laughs> actually turn up. <laughs> all those stoners that had a Bob Marley poster are now 40 or 50 years old. Right. So they should like, they should toke up and uh, <laughs> go see this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, I can't say I know anything of that. Ronaldo Marcus Green has done. Me. I guess he did the, the King Richard movie with about the tennis uh, Williams sisters. And that's about it. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it's his breakout movie. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> Plus I needed something early in the year. Cause you have early releases and I didn't. Um, okay. That's <laughs> fine by me. That was super low on my hypometer. So yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. That's fair. Um, I'm going to go with the movie that I really want to be good, but there's a lot of risk in picking it. Hold on. That's not dead air. That's just me holding my breath as I check the calendar to make sure I'm not being stupid. Um, I, I think that when this trailer hit, it drew a lot of attention both positive and negative, but I think that the, there's interest in it and it could be really good. Um, and I generally really like all of the things that Alex Garland has made, Ugh. written and directed. <laughs> Except for Men, his most recent movie, which was super weird and really turned me off. Uh, but this movie has the potential and the and the subject matter that I think could be really good and could be really, it could be done well. It could be a poignant and appropriate and actually save the whole country if it's done good enough, which it won't be, but it could be. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go a civil war. All right. I, uh, that, that, I saw that trailer yesterday. Yeah. Was it yesterday when I saw, um, I just Googled pictures of the Civil War, and that's not really what I wanted to do. Um, the next Civil War. Civil War II. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, no, <laughs> not not Captain America Civil War. Um, I saw this trailer when I saw... In, in the theater, when I mm -hmm. saw The Iron Claw. And it was... I saw it on my phone on Instagram, obviously. But then I saw it again in the theater, and it was way better in the theater and I was way more interested and I love Kirsten Dunst and I think her as a war photographer in an American civil war would be great. I love her husband, uh, Jesse Plemons as a weirdo with red glasses. I think he's a vibe character and 
Uh, I don't know. I think it could be really, really good. Yeah, I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. That's fine. I think I think it's an interesting pick for sure. Yeah. Um, I think when I saw the trailer, I've watched it a couple times. Um, I think it's ill-timed. In what I, way? I just, I mean, do we really need a movie that's? To me, it kind of looks like it's like celebrating. Mm-hmm. the divisiveness you know yeah i've seen a lot of them. people say that and i've thought about that and i i didn't get the celebration i got more that's what i mean when i say it if it's done well it could be done i mean well, if it's done well it's, cool it's less of a celebration and more of a warning that war is absolutely terrible and hell and yeah you don't want this and you should do everything possible to avoid a civil war which if but it also, goes that route, if, cool. Also, if there is a civil war, you should prepare yourself and prepare your family and have right. food and water and weapons and all that good stuff. I, I, I get that. I just I when I watch the trailer, every time that I've watched it, I've just kind of been like, Yeah, this just does not strike me as it's gonna be good. I kind of mm-hmm. get the same feeling that I had with Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Where like there's a lot of hype and I just couldn't get on board with it. And I've, I'm going to rewatch Killers. I think it's streaming now. Um, yeah, it is. And I was like, let's rewatch it. I'm going to uh, just to see, like, did I miss something? Is this one of those movies where it's going to take me a couple views and then I'm going to be like absolutely infatuated with the movie because it happens. Um, yeah. But I get the same feeling that I had with that movie uh, when it comes to Civil War. I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with it pretty heavily. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'll probably think... still end up seeing it, but I'm not I'm not sure. As ridiculous as Men was, I have huge hesitancy in picking it. Yeah. But I'm banking on the fact that every other movie he's made besides Men has been great. Ex Machina's <laughs> been great. Arrival's been great. Right. 20 Days Later's been great. Sunshine's been great. They're all great. So Men was the fluke. That's my hope. Hopefully. I never saw Hopefully. men, but it looked weird. So I saw it. weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I hate checking on the status on some of these. Are you like, ooh, this might be a good one? It's like in production or pre production, but do this yeah. year and you're like, oh, not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I saw, I saw some movies on that are like, supposed to be released this year and i was like there's no way that they're getting the next spider verse movie <laughs> yeah, out this year right there's several of those <laughs> okay man i'm really relying on on the people with this one don't let them down people <clears throat> all right i think We're almost at the end. It's not too early. I We're in the middle. Oh, but I don't know. All right. We're late it. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Decisions made. All right. I think the hope for this movie has been around for so fucking long that it yeah. was always just rumor, speculation, and then it was just hope, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when it got announced, I don't think half of the people believed it was real, me being one of them. But yeah. now it's like official, 
they finished filming. It's like in post. It's coming out this year. Uh, it's happening. It's kind of crazy. But I think I'm going to gamble that Michael Keaton's reprisal of Beetlejuice is yeah. a bigger hit than Harrison Ford's reprisal as uh, Indiana Jones and Han Solo when when he reprised his stuff back then. <laughs> um, okay. I think I think Michael Keaton is so iconic, especially to like our generation. Um, I think it's potentially going to be huge. Yeah, I think that you sound like a really old man saying that because I know. most people care that uh, this girl Jenna Ortega is in it. I mean, that's she's going to sell it very well. Got and a huge star star power right now. The fact that she bailed out a scream seven or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, I think audiences are gonna want to see her in something. And when mm-hmm. when she shows up in this trailer, whenever they release it, I think it's gonna get people excited to be like, sweet. She bailed out of Scream Seven, which sounds like it was a good idea because those guys are making some <laughs> weird decisions over there. Yeah, it's circling the drain at this point. <laughs> uh, I think the nostalgia and <clears throat> it kind of feels like a returning to your roots kind of movie, not just for like Michael Keaton reprising that role, but Winona Ryder's returning to like the weird gothy girl that yeah. made her famous. Tim Burton is returning to his like original style. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be a big thing. So hopefully (laughs) come on audiences. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly possible. I think, I think that could definitely be a big one. Um, And I think you'll get the, all of the, the Wednesday crowd because it's the same sort of Jenna Ortega goth girl fans who like Wednesday, the show uh, will like this obviously. Yeah. And I think that was it was big online. I don't know how many people watched it, but it seemed like it was big. The the goths and the emos are going to come out in droves for that movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, however many of us are left, I guess. I think there's a lot. I think there's still a lot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that uh when we were young fest was pretty big this year. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna go with this might be a surprise but i don't think it should be i need stuff more towards the end of the year this is what i alluded to before about a holiday movie around november instead of december mm-hmm. uh, it'll be solid for thanksgiving it'll be solid because it's christmas themed and it'll be solid because it's made by the guys who made jumanji uh the new two ones which are high sixes and uh, almost a billion dollars I'm going with Red One with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and J.K. Simmons as the most jacked Sansa you've ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Red One could be very interesting. The Rock's not really uh, hyping this one up like he normally does with his movies that are a year plus out from coming out. I saw him post a lot about it on Instagram like when they were filming. A year ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's been crickets for a long time. And I I thought it was coming out this year. I thought I mean last year. I thought it was coming out like last December and then it didn't. But 
Apparently it's still coming out. Hopefully. So where is photo. it? I don't even see it on this list. Shut your mouth. Don't say that. I'm actually not even trying to fuck with you. I'm going to double check something. <laughs> I hope that's not true. It looked <laughs> like it was coming out to me. But I also picked a movie that wasn't in. Oh, no, it is. So, You're oh, good. Dear God, thank you. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Let me hold my dear breath. Dear God, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> All right. So, yes, Going Thread 1. Solid right. Christmas movie. Yeah. I I feel like we need like a, a good theatrical Christmas movie back. We keep getting like the fun cheesy stream ones, which okay. Yeah. But I feel like we need but let's see if The Rock can kick off a Christmas franchise because as he <laughs> and we have established, he has a very hard time kicking off his own yeah. franchises. So he just comes in to clean up existing ones. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Man, I don't think that one's gonna have the same success. So it could. It really could though. Mm, Definitely could. You should consider it. <laughs> Shut up. Um <laughs> I think you should draft that one. <laughs> I will bet. <laughs> God damn it, Jake. <laughs> bet. Oh, drives me nuts when I hear people say that. Like, what, the, what? I'm not entirely sure what it means. I think it's just like a, like, I think it's this generation's version of our cool. Cool. Yeah. You know how someone will say something to you and you're like, all right, cool. I think bet is yeah. the new version of that. Yeah. That's which, fair. which makes me sad. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. You know what? I'm going to go with Thanksgiving time as well, I think. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh, and I'm also going to go with one that has a huge <laughs> following when yeah. it was on Broadway, which is where it originated. And people have been saying for years since it was on Broadway that they should make a movie. They never have up until now. Um, I'm just really hoping it doesn't turn out to be another version of cats. Uh, <laughs> hopefully it turns out to be pretty good. Um, but I'm going to go with wicked. Yeah. Uh, that's true. That's all true. I assume in your youth, like my youth, every girl on the planet was obsessed with Wicked. Yeah. Like the like music it was from Wicked. Huge. Yeah. It was wild. Um, I do think it could be big. I also think. It could I really don't... suck, though, because this guy has not made that great a movie. So. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. It could be a cat situation. Yeah. Has Ariana Grande carrying it, which who cares? <laughs> Someone cares. I don't want to downplay your fandom. If you like Ariana Grande, good for you. But also, I don't know anybody who know, who likes Ariana Grande. Hey, man, it's got Michelle Yeoh and Jeff Goldblum in it. So who? Jeff Goldblum. No, I know Jeff Goldblum. Is. Who's Michelle Yeoh? 
Michelle. What's what's she in? You know Michelle Yeoh. She did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She was in Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. God I damn was, it, Jake. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking of maybe something else. I had a couple of different faces in my uh, mind. Wow. Wow. She is great. She is great. And she's riding the high of everything, everywhere, all at once, of course. Yeah. So uh, that's for sure a big deal. Uh, speaking of big deals, I'm going to go with, I think, what has to be a pretty big deal. Uh a little surprised you haven't picked it yet, which means you must have an alternative opinion on it. Maybe this is a bad move, but it also is a good summer movie, I think. I'm going to go with Despicable Me 4. Fucking goddamn it, Jake. <laughs> oh, you did want to take it. That's good. I did. Do you know why I was hesitant on it, though? Because uh, Despicable Me 3 had a lackluster rating. No. Potentially. No. But it also had the biggest box office of the group. So uh, why? Why did you hesitate? Uh, because it says that it's still just in production. Uh, they'll make it by July. It'll be fine. <laughs> they could. They could. Yeah, I kind of wanted that. I think, I think returning to that franchise is going to be kind of like... Uh, kind of like a Kung Fu Panda 4 situation where people are going to be like, finally, let's get back to mm -hmm. like this kind of good-hearted family kind of stuff. So, Hopefully. son of a bitch. <laughs> Man, there ain't shit even early in the year. What the fuck is going on with the movies this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, January is always sparse. I mean, it's not sparse. There's a bunch of bull crap coming out in January. Right. Um, actually, no joke. I don't think you'll pick it, but just to fill the air. Um, I also saw the trailer for The Beekeeper, and I think it could be pretty sweet. It could be sweet, but I don't think it's going to do well at all. I think it's... No offense, you know, Jason Statham, but like... Yeah, he makes a lot of uh, garbage movies. No yeah. offense, Jason Statham, because you could beat me up. But... Um, <laughs> I am gonna. It is. It goes back to the last episode with my pick of Remo Williams. It seems like the same sort of concept that he's a guy that works with this agency that's outside of the Constitution and mm -hmm. enforces the laws when the laws can't. That kind of thing. Uh, I think the whole movie is based on the premise that someone found out that honey is flammable, and they're like, "Let's make a movie." <laughs> a guy is super into bees and honey. Let's do and it. Stuff up. Yeah, it'll if be it's a as code violent, name and everything. If it's as violent as the I anticipate, it could be pretty cool. Really gonna be just the worst movie of the year. You potentially will be. No, I think Madam Web will be the worst movie. Of the I year. think Madam Web's gonna be really fucking bad. It's I the worst so, trailer of this year. I so. was so mad when I watched that trailer. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> like yeah. oh my god i was angry at that trailer <laughs> yeah. i even had like co-workers warn me about it i had a couple people being like dude madam webb just oh man <laughs> it was like <laughs> all right oh it looks so bad yeah not good at all <laughs> i'm with you i think it's gonna be terrible all right <laughs> it was a surprise hit for uh, 
when this one came out. So I think people are going to return. Um, it'll be, I think it'll do decent at the box office. I okay. think it's going to have. Oh, okay. That one, it scored a little higher than I thought it would have. So, okay. Um, I'm going to go with Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. All I think right. people enjoyed that other requel, I guess you could say, reboot yeah. enough that people will return for this one. Although I yeah, will I... say the trailer looks fun, but to me, the trailer definitely gives off like, ooh, sophomore slump vibes are coming on strong <laughs> for this one. That's exactly what I kind of feel like. I think that afterlife people did like it, but I think it had a lot of the star Wars force awakens recipe. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the requel standard at this point of bring back original cast, bring back references, member berries, all that good stuff. Um, and then I think Frozen Empire, as they try to be like, but this is the next thing with the next people and kill off <laughs> or whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. Try to try to phase out the original. It'll be very uh, Last Jedi, potentially. So yeah. we'll see. But good for you. I'm sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what do I need here? I don't have anything in September or October. And the best thing in September is probably Saw, which I don't ooh. quite know. No offense, Saw 11, but ugh. Yeah, I don't know if that's quite good enough for me. Maybe I'll go with middle of August. And I think you need to draft Craven the Hunter. I really no, do. No, no. <laughs> I, am, I am off of the Sony... Marvel that's not Spider-Man bandwagon. Like all of Venom 3, not touching. No joke. I wrote down that Venom 3 was coming out and I thought there was a Venom 2. I don't even remember Venom 2 coming out. Yes. Yeah. Uh they really shit the bed with the second one. So you didn't that miss anything, Jake. Well, the first one was not good. It was a shit-filled bed also. So yes, yeah. That makes sense. That's Madam like Web the Sony good. uh like formulas how bad can we shit the bed it was almost like they thought to themselves you know what morbius mm -hmm. just wasn't terrible enough <laughs> right. hold my beer and they're yeah, like madam web yes go bigger <laughs> absolutely go bigger go home uh i'm gonna go with mid to late august and pick alien romulus Oh, I think it could be better. Prometheus and Covenant were not terrible. No. They were 7.0 and a 6.4, 403 million and 240 million. But I think that new blood taking over from Ridley Scott could revive it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's too far gone to actually get a really good alien sequel out of it so alien romulus could be good hopefully be good please god be good you know 
I want to hold off like a real opinion on it until I see a trailer, obviously. Yeah, it's um, a good well, It's hard picking these movies without trailers for but sure. But I will say when they announced it, I had two thoughts like and these are kind of rough thoughts for me to have, but they're valid where it was like mm-hmm. another alien movie. <laughs> yeah. Alien and Predator they just cannot let die. And yeah, and I was like is Ridley Scott attached to it? And then he's like, not, I mean, he's producing it, but he's not anything heavy on it. And I mm-hmm. thought, well, that might be a revival of it, but I just, I don't know, dude. I think audiences are not as in tuned with alien as they used to be. I think it's just a yeah. franchise that they should have let lie after the failure of the third one. Um, yeah. I do worry about that. I was thinking about this this week, actually. I worry that there have been too many bad ones that it has soiled the brand. Yeah. Same for Predator. I think oh, yeah. Alien, Alien and Predator, and there are other franchises like this where there have been really good ones, and the originals are incredible, but there have been enough sequels that, that, that are not good that people kind of just associate it with that, and they just won't show up. They're like, why would I bother? Even if people are like, no, it's really actually good. They're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> right. It's like, I'm not, not going to go. We, we don't feel we need to invest any time into this. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably end up seeing it, but. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, oh, man. We're on what? 10? 11? 11. I already have one. Nope. I'll save you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although that one probably would have been a better pick than one of my other previous ones. But, oh, well, too <laughs> late. We've come too far. Man, trying to space this out is uh, a little difficult. You know what we should have done was we should have done it by the month since we're doing You 12. get to choose one movie this month. That would have been How, interesting. That would have been intense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you'd get some bullcrap in January and some bullcrap in... <laughs> you get stuck with Mean Girls. Watch yeah. that's going to be the new Barbie. It's going to be like $4 billion. We're going to be like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this world? Um, I was so mad at that Mean Girls trailer. First dude, of all, it doesn't... It, I didn't know there was a Broadway Mean Girls musical written by Tina Fey. Uh, based on the original movie. I didn't have any idea. And so I saw the trailer for Mean Girls and I was like, this is the exact same movie again. I don't understand why you're doing this. And then someone was like, it's a musical. I was like, okay, but still, I don't know why you're doing this because it's the exact same movie with the exact same characters doing the exact same things. It looks like all the exact same shit, yeah, but done so much worse. Yeah, all of the all of the actors seem much worse in each role. It just except for like Jenna Fisher could be good and John Hamm could be good, but every other character, I'm like, you're worse than the original. Like, like I asked just my, on the surface. I asked my daughter because she she really loves that original one, as like we all do. She thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It's awkward. It's everything it's supposed to be. And I told her like, dude, they made it a musical, and she was like, what? And I was like, it's a movie. It's coming out. Her first thoughts before the trailer came out was like, ooh, that sounds like a bad idea. And then the trailer came out and I was like, I texted her, hey, did you watch the trailer? And she goes, 
we are not seeing that movie. It looks like they completely fucked this up. <laughs> it was like, whoa. <laughs> like strong feeling. Oh yeah. Oh, she is. <laughs> Just from the trailer, my daughter's feelings towards the Mean Girls remake is yeah. almost a bigger hatred than like you and I's hatred for Avatar. It's wow. She is so anti this movie. It's incredible. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of proud of her for it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Enough screwing around. Round 11. Seven. Round 11. Uh, uh, Two left. Two left. Make them count in your main roster. Oh, man. It's just so many fucking. There's like nothing but sequels and reboots this year. It's so crazy to me. I have two original movies fairly high up on my what's left list. Yeah. But I, I, there's question marks is the problem. You don't know if they'll be good or not. One of them's from a first time feature filmmaker. Yes. But it has a pedigree. Yeah. Uh, they're always in the seven. So I think I'm just going to go for for rating on this mm -hmm. one because I don't think it's going to make like a dime oh. in the box office. I think the release date is just terrible. Um, okay. But I, I am hyped for this movie. One, I'm a huge fan. Well, we're both pretty big fans of this filmmaker. Uh, this is only going to be his like fourth movie but it's such an undertaking and the hype behind it from like Willem Dafoe is yeah. so huge. Uh, I'm stoked to see this version come back and to see his take on it. Uh, and it's also Bill Skarsgård returning to the horror genre and reclaiming it yet another infamous monster. So I'm going to go with Nosferatu from uh, yeah. Robert Eggers. I'm yeah, stoked for it. It but, should be great. But it's supposed to release on Christmas Day, and I feel <laughs> releasing a movie like this or a story like this on such a joyful, wonderful day is <laughs> such a stupid thing to do. But um, yeah, it's weird to have a classic horror movie remake like that done on Christmas. Yeah, but I think I think if if what is being said about it comes to fruition, I think it could be. Yeah. I think it could be better or at least on par with like the lighthouse, at least for me, because I think yeah. the lighthouse is my favorite of his. So um, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that it should be rated well and releasing at the end of the year. You don't need that much time for box office because his movies never make that much money. Right. Northman only made under under a hundred million overall. So you'll, I think you guess all the box office out of that or a rating rather rating yeah. out of that. I'm so surprised that they, I don't have, I have like one thing coming out in October and it kind of is mediocre with smile too. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I think maybe what do I have in June? Inside Out. That's a family movie. Then I won't be competing against my against myself if I choose this. 
movie. Okay, I'll go with this. I think that this movie might be good. It's what I mentioned before. It's a first-time filmmaker, but it has the pedigree of being M. Night Shyamalan's daughter. Oh, okay. Is Shana Night Shyamalan. And she's she's already been working. She directed, I think, several episodes of Servant. But she wrote and directed a movie called The Watchers. Mm-hmm. Which seems like it could be really cool. It's adapted from a novel. Uh, comes out first week of June. So maybe it will be good. We have two Shyamalan joints coming out this year. Yeah, we do. With his next movie, Trap, is also coming out, which you never know anything about what that's about. Animated, or are you talking about the Lord of the Rings animated thing? No. What? There's a Lord of the Rings animated movie, the Rohan. Oh, God. Battle of Rohan. I forget what it's called. But I don't really know if it's like fully theatrical or not. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right. For my last one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot to take that one. What one? Maybe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I might try it next. Uh, you got one ready for your bench, huh? Yeah. I, it's, uh, I don't know. It might, might be bending the rules. I'll have to see what you say. You can't pick a movie that's already been released and Disney's just putting it in the I'm theater. Not, I'm not. <laughs> they are doing that with a bunch of movies this year. They though. are. Again, Disney is in crisis mode right now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you never saw Red Panda before. Please go see Red Panda in theaters. <laughs> Even though people that watched it were like, this movie kind of sucked. Um, yeah. Weird choice, folks. Weird choice. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, they're picking like their three big hits that they only streamed because of COVID. They're like, now it's been two years. We'll put it in the theater for you to see. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. your numbers are that great with them on streaming. All right. Right. I think you should get Bad Boys 4 on your list, Jake. Bad Boys, Bad Boys. <laughs> what you gonna do? I never saw that movie with you. (laughs) I never saw bad boys for life. The third one. It was not good. It should have been the fourth one. Bad boys for life, you know, right. (laughs) Apparently it was a 6.5 and 426 million. So it's not a terrible choice. It could be good. Same directors returning. Not trying to sell you on it, but well, I think it's a, I think it's a, project for will smith i think it's still part of his getting back in the public's good graces kind of thing yeah yeah i'm not crazy i promise (laughs) fuck i don't know what i I want for my last one dude i think all he has to do is wait for the uh i am legend sequel The unnecessary I am legend sequel, but still sequel nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. Um God, I have so many in that month already. I don't want another one. Save it for your bench. Is my recommendation as a friend. 
I'm just saying. Uh, well, since you're recommending that as a friend, which mm-hmm. apparently our friendship is was put on hold because I kicked <laughs> your ass. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like I can't trust that piece of advice from you right now, Jake. Well, so I might be playing a game and I might have forgotten that our friendship was on hold. It's for you to decide. <laughs> um, could be a 4D chess move. You don't know. All right, I'm going to go. I'm just going to own that month, I guess. I guess that's my whole month. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be my number one bench pick. For oh, sure. really? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't that believe trailer, it made it this far. into the. Little, I think the trailer just looks so cool and so beautiful. And yeah, it's no longer Matt Reeves and his trilogy, but they're like, it's a continuation of that world. And I think his whole reboot of that franchise actually worked so well. And Mm -hmm. I, I like that they're not trying to reboot it again. It's just, no, this is just more continuation. I think it's a cool idea. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it should be solid. Uh, the first three are all mid sevens and 480 to 710 million. Um, so if it, if it can keep the vein, if it can keep the pedigree that that Reeves established, it should be pretty great. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's our top 12 full picks. Just three more to go to fill our benches. Uh, I'm gonna go with then. Oh, I was. That's what I. That's right. I said I was gonna try to do this and see if you would let me. Uh, in my thirteenth round, I'm going to choose Horizon, an American saga. Okay. The Kevin Costner movie, first movie he's directed since Open Range. Okay. Also stars him and was produced by him and co-written by him. Why Why are you wondering if I'll let you? Because it's releasing in two parts, one in June and one in August. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, the same year. Is that loud? What the fuck? Where are <laughs> yeah. you seeing that? June 28th and August 16th, he's releasing two parts of this saga in the same year. Oh man. Is that it's loud? On your, it's on your bench though. It is on my bench. So I might not ever need it. Two part theatrical. God damn it. I'm just gonna oh, type it out in case you say you it's okay. Sneaky son of a bitch. Kevin Cosner returning to the Western franchise. Yeah, writing his writing his Yellowstone High, but possible Yellowstone exit. A uh, little controversy there as people are upset about that. Yellowstone's dying. If you didn't hear, uh, I have actually not followed anything Yellowstone. 
they released the first half of the last season like forever ago, and then they never even started filming the second half. And then, oh, nice. I think they only recently started filming the second half, but nobody really cares. And then Kevin Costner was rumored to be leaving, and then he got divorced, and then he's probably still leaving, and then we don't know if the show is going to continue. They were talking about maybe Matthew McConaughey joining the show. Okay. I think Taylor Sheridan is spread super thin because he has not only the 1883, which was supposed to be a limited series, but now they pushed for a sequel to that season. But then also 1923 is a separate series with Harrison Ford that was supposed to be closed ended. And then there's supposed to be a four sixes series coming out. He just had the Bass, uh, Bass Reeves lawman. Right. The why, uh, yeah. And that was another thing. So I think he's just spread super thin and, kind of lost the plot with Yellowstone. But Kevin Costner is still great, and Horizon American Saga should be great. Um, Man, I think you can have it. Deal. You got a deal. There, There has to be a caveat to it, though. Like I have to eat a shoe or something no i'm trying to think of what the what the rule with the box office would have to be Hmm. it's a western it won't be that big i know it's not gonna be big watch it's gonna be like (laughs) i'm gonna be like i fucking hate you (laughs) so much yeah that's possible all right yeah knock yourself out i don't care (laughs) (laughs) i wish it was on my main roster Um, all right. I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to go with, uh, M night's mysterious movie. I'm going to go with trap. Ooh, interesting. I think you had, um, knock at the cabin last season, season. Last episode. I I did. I did. That was like a movie where people were excited about it that first weekend. And then everyone was like, well, no, and I was like, Dave Batista is really good in it, and everyone's like, Yeah, he is. And I was like, the movie was okay. Uh-huh. Ish. It was better than old, but see, I thought the opposite. I liked old more than yeah. Knock at the Cabin. Uh of course there's no poster because uh, he always keeps everything super secretive. So. I mean, it's kind of cool that Josh Hartnett is gonna be in a leading role. So that's true. That's cool. That's definitely true. All right. Uh, Trap. Okay. Interesting choice there. I think I could go with. You're going to judge me for this. But I think. Hold on, let me just consult my calendar right quick. Yeah, I think this is okay. I'm going to go with Gladiator 2. Oh my god, you're fucking going with Gladiator 2? <laughs> this is oh exactly my... what you said when I did Exorcist Believer. God! Just <laughs> the, the mere fact that Ridley Scott is like, yeah, we're doing this, is like the dumbest fucking thing. <laughs> oh my god. That's true, but 
Gladiator is one of the most beloved movies of all time. Which is why everyone's going to see this one and be like, no, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? And especially coming off of the laughing stock that Napoleon ended up being like Napoleon wasn't great. Received well, wasn't received well. No, I. (laughs) I can't. I told you you would judge me. Oh, my God. I think I'm judging you. No, I can't say more for this one over Exorcist. That Exorcist one was real fucking bad. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe you're doing it. That was the one I was talking about earlier. I was like, there is not a shot in hell that I oh, would god. ever consider <laughs> drafting that. I think it's like way to take away just the intensity and the like beauty of that first movie. Gladiator has no reason to need a sequel it is open and closed story yeah yeah we don't need it oh my god you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna get a fucking ai bad cgi rendering of like a young (laughs) russell crowe in it i i thought he wasn't in it i don't really know that much about it i I I don't don't, he's he's not but i'm just saying like People He's are not gonna getting be like, paid for it, but his AI rendering isn't it for sure. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> oh my god, I still can't believe right. I even fucking bothered making. Oh god, it was between that or the Strangers reboot trilogy. Oh which my I god, don't have why are you putting in. it between those? Um, because I'm looking at Craven the Hunter, Saw Eleven, Karate Kid, <laughs> Mean Girls the Musical, Smile Two, The Beekeeper, Twisters, Mufasa, all of this bull crap. All right, so I'm gonna go with one. That you're going to judge initially, but I'm going uh-huh. to tell you why I don't think it's actually going to fail as bad as we would anticipate it to. Okay, that's what I should have done with Gladiator, but go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with Garfield. Oh. Because everybody loves Chris Pratt voicing be- an animated movie. Because Chris Pratt doing a voice is going to be killer, but not only that... The trailer is so adorable and mm. it's animated. So it's mm-hmm. they're not trying to like live action it. The trailer is animated. It's very adorable. I and having Chris Pratt do the voice, I think I think it's gonna be decent. I, I think it yeah. really will be decent. And it's it a good be, like uh, it won't be Super Mario Bros. numbers, but it'll be decent. No. No, but I I think families will enjoy it. And I think it's going to cleanse the palate of uh, the Bill Murray live action ones from the (laughs) early 2000s. So, yeah, it's possible. This is not a repeat of A Tale of Two Kitties. Um, (laughs) That was a real subtitle. That was the real. Yeah. Um, Okay. I have two possibles. And you only get one. And I only get one. It's really, do I want an original movie or a f- another fourth movie? I already have at least two fourth movies. Chances cannot be high that they're all good. I have a couple for the ladies, potentially. <laughs> You got to get all the audience in there, you know? I think this one 
I struggled in the rating last time, and I was solid in the box office. So I think I'm going to try to have a good, safe ratings play over going for more box office. That's what these last two come down to. So I'm going to go in my last pick of the draft with Drive-Away Dolls from the Coen Brothers. Ah, oh, man, I was debating on that one, too. The Coen Brothers make good stuff. It won't be bad. I think it won't be as great as the rest of their stuff. I don't love the premise of the two girls, but maybe it'll be like this generation's Thelma and Louise. I don't know. We'll find out. We will find out. Yeah, I was debating on that one, too. It's a February one, too. That's kind of different. Fucking goddammit. What is happening? Why can I not move you over there? Did you only make 11 spots? Or 12 oh, spots? I can't. No, I have the spots. I just couldn't, I couldn't drag it over there. Oh. There we go. Let's do this. Okay. Last one to you. Man, it's a bench that chances are I'm not going to use it. Um, but low stakes. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want it to be like a complete throwaway, you know? Yeah. You never know when you'll get called up to the major leagues. <laughs> Fuck, man. I don't know. God damn it. It's <laughs> a lot of crap that I just don't have any hope for. Uh, yeah. Which means they're probably going to be big because that's how it goes for me. I think I said the same thing about Barbie. Like, oh, it'll do all right, but people are going to hate it. And then it's like, <laughs> here's a couple billion dollars opening weekend. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Never underestimate the hype. And the memes. The memes sold it. Yeah, they did. What's yeah, the they... most memeable movie on the list? Ask yourself that. <laughs> Not that I'm trying to help you. Our friendship's uh, on pause. I think we already have plenty of memeable <laughs> movies. I think your Civil War is going to be a very memeable movie. <laughs> it already is. I it love already that. is with the uh, what Are kind of Are you this American? American or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you this American or that kind of American? Okay. All right. I'm going to go with A Quiet Place Day 1. Mm, interesting. I think, I think potentially seeing those creatures from a different perspective, especially the perspective of uh, one of the survivors um, will be an interesting take. Plus I really like that main actor. So uh, yeah. Lupita. Oh, I shouldn't have started saying this name. Yeah. <laughs> Nyong'o. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, but I, I think that could potentially be really interesting and uh, people like that franchise. So I think it's got I like a the little franchise, bit of but to it. Yeah, it has some. I don't know how much they care without the Abbott family involved. 
True. We'll find out. That would be interesting to see if they like the world or they just like the family in the world. Uh, Yeah. And it being a spinoff, I don't think, I mean, I don't don't know that Krasinski is attached at all, maybe producing. That would be interesting. I would imagine producing or at least consulted on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he's okay. uh, he's been busy making if so. Yeah, hopefully that's better. I'm kind of surprised you didn't choose Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. I wanted to, but the rating is probably going to end up at like a five point nine, maybe yeah, a low, six flat. Low uh, sixes for sure. I think the box office will be decent. Um, but I feel the hype is so mixed with it that I'm not sure how popular mm-hmm. it's actually going to end up being. I, will I think see it's going it. to be harder for it to release in a world after Godzilla minus one. Yeah. When people see what a good Godzilla movie could be, it's going to be harder to release these mediocre Godzilla movies and have people care. Yeah. Cause minus one was fucking incredible. Oh my God. Like, I haven't stopped thinking about it, dude. It's just, (laughs) I know when I saw it, I was like, no, the hype's real. It's a great movie. But every time I talk about it or, like, watch stuff or read stuff online, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like, dude, I think Minus One is just, not just as a Godzilla movie, but just a movie all around is like, dude, that movie is the real fucking deal. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's on very high on my list. I have to see before the awards. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. All right, there that we go. Like 2024 teams. Uh, I think that they're very solid. I'm extremely glad we did not do more picks. Uh, that would have been brutal. Yeah. So this should be good. This should be great. I, uh, I kind of feel like it's going to follow the trend that this year kind of did where you and I are just like, okay, (laughs) one of us is going to have a huge hit. I just need it to be me for once. (laughs) Yeah, it will be interesting. I will be mailing out this bad boy to you in the near future. Hopefully it'll get there. Probably won't get there before the next episode of record, but it'll get there eventually and you can enjoy it for the next year or so. Yeah, yep. and uh, then it will be back here with me, most assuredly. <laughs> Damn, so, <laughs> <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts. That's it's all true. I can say. It's true. All right, okay, man. So yeah, what an, what an interesting draft that we did. Yeah, it'll be an interesting year for movies for sure. I'm excited to see all of the movies that are great that we didn't even know were coming out this year. I know that definitely happened last year too. I'm like, <laughs> oh shoot, but. These are the ones we know about at this moment. Yeah. All right. right. Well, I want you to let us know what movies you're most hyped for this year. Uh, Any picks that you think are ridiculous, that there's no way it's going to be good, or anything that we should have bet harder on that uh, we missed. Definitely let us know. Or just ones you think will be cool that you're excited to go for, go see for yourself, whether it's huge or not. Who cares? It's just for you to see. Um, I have a handful of those as well. So let us know on Instagram and YouTube. Um, that will be great. Uh, we want to talk about these things for sure. That's why we're here. <laughs> That's kind of the whole point of doing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make sure you guys give Jake as much shit as possible for putting Gladiator 2 on his draft because... <laughs> 
what? Um, That's you're gonna say for losing because I definitely gave you a hard time oh, yeah. for losing last. Yeah, time. yeah. Um, but I'm I'm still like processing the win. Processing that you put Gladiator <laughs> Two on your list. Oh, that too, yeah. That I I feel like that's just as bad of a choice as drafting any of the Sony uh, <laughs> comic book movies. Oh no, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Watch Gladiator Two is going to be like the most brilliant film ever made, and I'm going to have reviving to... the epic. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going to be like, God, fucking damn it! <laughs> like, I just can't catch a fucking break here. <laughs> Says the winner who's gonna have says the winner. Nine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. The winner. Yeah. Oh no, no pity parties while you're winning. And uh, and just to just to put a cherry on top, uh, oh, this no. will be a callback, Jake. But I'm so happy. So I I had a guy come up to me, and he goes, "Hey, uh, a coworker," and he goes, "Dude, I was uh, I'm listening to your your Dread versus Judge Dread episode, and I was like, <laughs> oh, cool. I was like, that was a great episode. And he goes, so which version is better? He hadn't finished the episode yet, but yeah. he knew our stances, and I was like, well, dude, like I guess it depends on your mood. If you want mm-hmm. super cheese ball like '90s wannabe action kind of stuff, you go with the mm-hmm. Stallone. If you want darker, better action, kind of like a, a cooler story, you go with Dread. And goes, oh, I'll just watch both. I'm like, cool. Comes up to me two days ago. Okay. And he goes, so I watched both. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he goes. He'd never seen like, them? No. Okay. He goes, I definitely like the 2012, the Dread, way more. And I was like, right, cooler movie. He goes, yeah. And he's all, that Stallone one really sucks. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I know. I was like, and I looked and I was like. <laughs> What makes it suck? I was like, to me, it's Rob Schneider's character. The comic relief is just, it kills uh-huh. it for me. And he was like, it's true. He agreed with me. Mm. Made me think if Rob Schneider had not been that character in that movie, would it have been a little better? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But I just had to also rub that in <laughs> and remind you that you continue. Not only did you lose that debate episode, but you continue to lose that fight <laughs> <laughs> all the time yeah people bring it up all the time uh in my delusional mind i thought he was about to say no it actually is way better you're crazy <laughs> no no uh i'll be continue to be the only one that likes that version <laughs> all right i just had to well, i just had to rub that in uh thanks you know, for that i could have gone my whole night and that, i was already in a bad mood i lost my favorite belt that i only belt i've ever owned and I lost it, and now I'm also sad about Dredge Dread now. So thanks. you're welcome. I'm so happy. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's end this episode yeah. before. Thank uh, you, everybody. We appreciate you. Um, be sure to keep an eye out on all of the socials because we got some fun voting stuff that we need you to be a part of and want you to be a yeah, part of. For the um, awards. Yeah, we got the awards coming up in a couple months. So be on the lookout for that. Tell us your favorite movies and all that and cast your votes. And I guess we will see you guys next time. Sounds good. Thanks everyone.